What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's you. That's not you yet. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, be, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. I got money. Hey, man, we back in here for another Wednesday's Blue Chip Mindset series. I got money. All right, this is the Blue Chip Mindset where we take our time away from the ladies and the issues that we're dealing with with relationships long-term relationships cohabitation marriage baby mama drama and all of that stuff every now and then that stuff will leak into this particular video and content but but today we get back on track all right to what's in really important our time our meat that's what's really important our money energy attention and time those are our most valuable resources and attached to that is commitment. Our commitment is much more valuable than you actually believe. When we give our commitment away frivolously, we lose our meat by, pro by proxy, right? So a lot of guys give away their commitment because they don't know any other way or they're unsure of themselves. They misguided and undecided. And uh, you're ill-advised. You think you're not going to pay if you find a committed relationship. And then you end up giving away more money, energy, attention, and time, which these are valuable things. Uh, men actually do a lot to produce in this country, whether you produce with your hands, your mind, or whatever. All right. And so this is an edutainment program to get men to understand what's important in life and get their priorities straight. All right. So anyway, man, this is the show, Blue Chip Mindset. The topic today, the reason why you haven't started, the reason why you haven't started living the life that you want to live all right or life on your own terms or life the way you want it this is what the show is and by the way if you want to catch more of these type of shows we do these every wednesday morning we start a little bit earlier than normal most times i got my dog in order today i got everybody back back in order i had something i wanted to do earlier this morning and didn't get done but i started the show early i have a very structured day today a lot of people are a little bit more mickey mouse they say i have a busy day all right, there's nothing more offensive to tell somebody that they have a busy day. Everybody has a busy day. But do you have a productive day? Do you have a structured day? Are you efficient in your day? All right. A lot of people are busy, but they aren't productive. All right. And so we get people to get the right mindset out here. All right. We don't, I'm not busy. I'm very productive. And I, I'm not, and, and, and I'm efficient with my time. So um, uh, today, today, we're going to talk about that. But uh, to let your voice be heard on this show, shout out to the, we have a lot of very successful people that watch this show. I know everybody thinks that most of the people are pimply face, acne, you know, neck beards, you know what I mean? They live with their mama, they got a, a man bun, incels, virgins in here, man. You would be absolutely amazed at the amount of people who are very successful that watch me, the people that I bump into in regular life, they're on a mission. They're on the mission completion. They're trying to complete missions. They're on their grind. We have people, Hollywood producers, all right, that I've done coaching calls with. We have people, man. I, there's a guy that started an app. He started a dating app. I mean, we have some very, very successful people. We got people that are in corporations right now. They handcuff themselves to their desk to watch me. So uh, that's what we got in, in this sphere. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. And a lot of men are tuning into this message. So. To let your voice be heard, dollar sign CGA Live, or just to show support, that is on the Cash app. I really, really, really appreciate that. And also, yeah, we have engineer doctors over here. We got a lot of engineers. Engineers seem to be very uh, analytical and very by the book. And so um, we got a lot of engineers here um, and accountants. These people are by the book, so they need classic, they need steps. 
they organize their lives in steps. Like it's got to be a certain sequence for engineers and accountants. If it don't make sense, they ain't doing it. All right. A lot of a lot of straggle daggle minds don't understand that. And this is why they can't hang with men like this. And they choose to hang with thugs and pookies and Ray Rays. Right. Um, and when they find a man that is very structured and efficient and um, very structured, they have a structured life and a schedule. They don't know what to do with these men. Right. They're like, what do you mean you can't meet today? I'm like, I got a structured day. What, what the hell you mean? I'm going to just drop everything for you? What the hell are you talking about? Hell no. My week is structured. We're going to get into that here in a minute. My week and month, I'm very structured. People cannot deal with that. They don't even know what. They're like, what is go What? You mean you can't just be spontaneous? No, man. I'm very analytical and I'm specific. I can't say I'm by the book. You know, on some things, I'm by the book. On most things, I'm not. You know. Mm. <laughs> There's the dollar sign. That, that there's the PayPal address right there. It should be pinned to the top of the um, live chat. So let's get into it without further ado. Um, all women aren't the same, and all men aren't the same. Let me see if they'll let me into my PayPal. They dissing me over here. They dissing me because I'm old and I'm strong and I'm capable of being a 100% MC in here in the building, man. Anyway, who do we got in here? We got. Uh, we got Harold L. Did I get you already, brother? Or he's he's still sleeping? He says, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, he's still sleeping. All right, so let's go over to Cash App. We do have some brothers that have donated over on Cash App. The doctor, AMG, is in the building. He says, not to hate, but these roommates are propaganda. Um, yeah, I'm not throwing shade over there, but it is what it is. I, I actually probably am not subscribed to them, and I've probably seen him twice. So um, you know. I mentioned them yesterday, so I guess that's why that came up. And somebody says, "What? oh, Dr. AMG says, what do you think about Mark the Messenger? And uh, I hate to do this. I hate to do this as a content creator because, you know, when I was coming up and I was energetic, I was like, you know, people are going to know my name, you know. And then sometimes the people who were already above me and focused on their own life, it was like, who's Coach Greg Adams? <laughs> so I hate to do this, but who's Mark the Messenger? I'm not saying that to disrespect them. He might be somebody, you know, because people come from underneath you and you don't realize they're gaining momentum and they're going to pass you up. And you're so busy doing content and focusing on your stuff and coaching people that you don't see the people who are up, up and coming behind you. And not only do they come up behind you, they pass you up. So um, I don't mean it as a disrespect. I've, I've known Red Pill content creators to disrespect people in that way. And be like, who is this dude, CGA? And then I was on their ass. Pause. I was on their heels. And they were like, oh, shh, I should have had more respect for the person. So I don't know who the person is. So I don't consume uh, as much content as people would believe. I do consume some, but it's most of the time I'm actually consuming it while I'm doing other things or in passing. Or I stick to the people that I listened to before. Whatever. You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to him if he's up and coming and all that stuff. And if you know him, and again, no disrespect. So shout out to Albert Ingram says, uh, notice how the NFT hype died down. Well, uh, are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> hey, um, um, yeah, inflation is kicking everybody's ask. I mean, ask, ask. People do not have discretionary funds to, make gambles anymore like that right so people are very being very intentional about their money so yes the nft hype has died down um bitcoin and cryptocurrency has died down i think i've predicted all of these things um 
you know, they the, this particular administration doesn't make good um, environments to become investors. However, I will say this about those markets. <clears throat> I'm not an expert, but I know when the hype dies down, you should probably pay some more attention to it. Mm. All right. That's basically how it works. So the hype is when everybody's watching it and every ham and egger wants to throw their five dollars in. Right. And, um, you know, the pump and dumpers are showing up, right? The people that are like, look at these goofballs, let's take their money. And then they pump it up to an unreasonable amount and they get people to say, well, I'm going to buy this NFT and then you buy it stupidly and then they drop out or they fluff up the market and uh, they make you put your money in because it's on the rise and then they pull all their money out. So I, I would say for a person who wants to get into stuff like that, you want to get in when it's quiet. You don't want to get in when it's loud. But Albert Ingram is right. Those things will die down. The hype has died down and it will die down. But uh, typically, like for, like for instance, and this is the money mindset, <clears throat> the money mindset, you want to get into investing in things when people don't know about it. Let's, let's just say baseball cards because I'm a collector. Um, you're going to start seeing my collection. I have a room of collection. All right. That was one of the things that I intentionally wanted to have as um, in my house. And I was able to obtain that. And I feel very good about that. And I'm building it, structuring it, and I'm getting it right. And I'm going to start showing it on one of my other channels. So people get into collecting baseball cards, like say baseball cards, like people who collect baseball cards that are in it <clears throat> and understand the market. When nobody's talking about baseball cards, they are in there crushing baseball cards. You know what I mean? They in there killing it. They're collecting it. They know what's what. They know how to structure. They know how to collect series and sets. They know the value of X, Y, and Z. They follow the players. And then what typically happens is then the hype shows up. Then everybody's like, oh, baseball cards, right? <clears throat> I'm going to get into collecting baseball cards because then the value starts going up. Same thing with comic books, same thing with action figures, same thing with those things. And then the hype goes up and then everybody pours money into and stuff that they don't know nothing about. And then the collectors take advantage of them, right? <laughs> the collectors say, okay, you're going to buy a $7 pack of, useless tops baseball cards go ahead and because the hype is up everybody puts their money in and then what happens is people start you know they don't understand the market they think they're going to double they think they're going to flip they think they're going to hit a lick and then when the lick doesn't come they they lose focus on it and then the collectors then pump and dump the market take their money out and then the collectors keep going because they understand what's going on i say the same thing yeah pokemon cards beanie baby I say the same thing uh, about that. I see NFT and crypto as no different than those things. The people who are knowing and knowledgeable about it, they do it when the hype is down and they succeed when the hype is down. Same thing with similar to NFTs, but uh, I think they probably were overvalued because people got into it. They didn't know what they was doing. Um, it's crazy. There's a baseball. Uh, listen, I actually went to a shop and, um, they had a, you know, they, I was like, tell me about these Pokemon cards, you know, cause I kind of put money into these things. I had no nothing about them. And, um, he was telling me about this box set. He was like, he bought this box and, uh, it increased in value like 30, 30 X it. he 30 X it. And, um, it was just phenomenal to hear stories like that. But that dude was a collector. It wasn't like he got in. It was like, I threw some money over there and I 30 X it. He had been. It's kind of like gamblers. He had been winning and losing in the collection. And then he actually was knowledgeable about something where he was able to hold on to it in 30 exit. And that's where that's where you make the money. That is where you make the money.
by understanding it, even in the ebbs and flows of the popularity of it. So, yeah, man, uh, our our administration has created a, a scenario where inflation is super high. People don't have a discretionary income anymore. And when that dies down, when you don't have discretionary income, you don't have opportunities to invest. And people are now holding on to their money. It's yu gi -Oh! <laughs> I remember we did a series on this on the blue, on the Money Mindset, and I kept mispronouncing Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and everybody made funny, made fun of me in the damn thing here. And that's you. You can still catch that over there. Yogi, Yogi Oi. <laughs> shout out to Brian Horsley in the building. Back in the building. Shout out to, okay, Brian Horsley's in the building. Simon Small's in the building. Yo, bro, XL Pro Services, respect to the coach game. These brothers are the major, major sponsors of the day show and everyday show. I appreciate you, brothers, man. I appreciate you for real. Shout out to Kirby. He says, yeah, man, blue chip mindset. Shun is worth the tuition. We back in here. All right, we getting it in here. Let me make sure PayPal is okay. Then we're going to get into the sponsors and then get into the message. How about we do that? Adrian Paul is in the is in the building. He says, from last night's stream, one of my exes is now married with kids with the guy who I met on our very first date. He says, when I met her childhood friends, he was obviously on the side waiting for us to break up, shaking my head. Cheers to you and the coach gang. Can you take me out? Kaylee style. Those are the things that we talk about and it actually plays out. And uh, you, you can question the entire relationship. If in fact, she did get into a relationship with that person and you met them during your relationship, you can question her behavior. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. So if in fact she did friend zone the guy, right, and she kept them in, in her orbit, these are all the things that we warn men about uh, that women will say these are gray area things. It wasn't foul. That wasn't foul. I mean, he was there, but we never did anything during our relationship. I just focused on you. And that's you. And he was there and he said he wanted to fornicate with me and he said he wanted to lick me up. And down until I said, stop. And I said, don't do that. I'm in a relationship. And he said he wanted to do all kinds of things with me, uh, impale me, inseminate me. Right. But I told him, no, that's not. I'm not that type of girl. I'm a one man woman. And the fact that he wanted to inseminate me was kind of creepy. But uh, when we broke up and we had a break, I let him inseminate me. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yes, I shouldn't have worried about that anyway, man. Wow. Where do we go off? We already went off it off stream. Shout out to the new, 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 new world order. Hey, man, I woke up this morning with this in my suggestion box. I was like, yo, YouTube bugging, bro. You know, may, maybe I start looking up Kornikova videos because they they suggested to me Mari Krutchkova. And I was like, damn, is this what YouTube doing, Sean? <laughs> I was like, new, 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 new world order. Is this what we doing, Sean? Like, what is this, bro? This is questionable as hell. But, yo, y'all want to call me all kind of metaphiles and all this? This got 3.4 million views, Sean, with the comment section turned off. All right, flat back that worked out, provided by Kaylee this morning, Sean. And don't tell me she underage, Sean. She on YouTube stretching. All right, come on. This is her, bro. Yo, man, you a metaphile. There's 3.4 million of us then. Yeah, we metaphiling out here. What is this, Sean? Flat back the workout by Maria Krutchikova. Hey, here I come, baby. Here I come. I'm on the plane, baby. I'm on my way to Serbia. Here we go. Serbia. What is this, son? 1996? 
This is YouTube, man. I swear to God, shout out to YouTube. I'm just trying to get a couple of views over here, like maybe like 40,000. I know I do long shows, so I don't really count like what my views are. I don't be like only 23,000. But 3.5 million views, Sean. I'm doing something wrong. Going to Croatia. Yeah, we going to Croatia, Sean. Over here. Why did he get? Yeah, we going to Croatia, Sean. Korchakova? Kornikova? Hey, man, this show is sponsored by. <laughs> what is this show sponsored by? We are all y'all track here. Oh, hold on for a second. Let me stop sharing that. It's still in the background on my damn screen around here. All right. You're going to turn my damn whole computer off. Hold on for a second. All right. This show is sponsored by the Money Mindset Coaching Program. We're coming back, guys. We're coming back. So what you need to do is uh, there's three options here. Weekly Zoom option right here. Monthly Accountability Program. Mastermind Coaching. All right. Apply. Coach Greg. I always say that. GregAdams1.com. We are going to kick this off here somewhere at the beginning of the month or towards the end of the month. How do you get down, you say? How do you get down? Well, it's pretty simple. If I can find Crutchikova again, that's what tab it's on right there. You go to GregAdams1.com. You hit this enroll button right here or you apply. It says coaching program right here. And then you'll get an email within the probably the next three to five days and all of that. And if you've got my book, my free book right there, you're also going to get an email as well. Or if you ever sent a message to me, you're already in the kind of the log, right? So you're going to probably get the information right there. All right, so we're kicking that back off. We had a good time probably about a year ago doing this, and uh, we're getting it going again. Also, also, the show is sponsored by the Money Mindset Program over here. What is going on right there? The Money Mindset Program. There it is right there. This one is the weekly stream on Patreon, $50 level. Let me give you an example of what we're doing over there because people are like, what are y'all doing over there? Well, here's an example on Patreon. This is what you get. You get the weekly Sunday night live streams right there. We're going into right here. You see Pursuing Your Passions. We talked about that last week. We talked about budget mail strategies. Shout out to Alpha Mail Strategies there. I kind of took a, you know, I, I took a, took his name because we were talking about budget strategies. And I said, budget mail strategies. What do you get? And you get the replays. You get the replays associated with this. We did a YouTube question and answer series. You also get the members live streams where we talk to you about the junior college girls. Coming over there, laying down when you wave a couple of fistful of 20s under their nose. All right. We talk about that. We talk about organization, as you can see right here. We talked about cryptocurrency. We talked about that about three times when the market was tanking three times and crashed. We also talk about becoming recession proof, making power moves and all of these things. And you get the replays to these if you miss them. This is what we get right there over on the Mon Money Mindset series. Hey, you can't even see what's going on over here. What is this over here? Can't even see the screen over here, <laughs> right? So um, just to show you again, you can't even see the screen. All right, so making power moves right there, budget bell strategies uh, right there, recession-proof. As you can see, the Patreon be over there, and it be Liddy. It be Liddy over there. Um, we do that Sunday night, Sunday mornings, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. We tell you about. And we show you, we show you. The junior college girls, we don't show them specifically. And of course, I have discretion with the young women that I deal with. I typically don't be like, this is a girl that I was with. But we show you the type of girls that potentially might reach out to me. Um, the girls that are out there being hungry like the werewolf of London. 
they hungry like the werewolf of London out here. I'm telling y'all, bro. Um, the women that be like, them young girls don't want you. Have you ever come over to the money? Uh, have you ever come over to locals? You can go over to locals now and get all the old ones. They out here hungry like the werewolf of London. They out here chomping at the bit to get at my old ass. And one of the things that we hint about here about getting your priorities straight is at some particular point, when you follow the money, power, respect, when you follow, when you have an intentional life and you're productive and you are actually uh, efficient and you're structured, uh, attaining women becomes a, becomes more of a choice. It doesn't become more of a, how do I make this work? <laughs> you're not going, how do I make this work? You're basically going, all right, how do I choose to deal with them? Because when you are getting to the position that you need to get in, of course, Chad and Tyrone, Pookie Ray Ray exempt. We always throw them out because you can't be those guys unless you are those guys. You're not going to create yourself into a Chad. You'll be a wannabe Chad, but you're not going to create. You're either Chad or you're not. But then you get to a point where you're going, hmm, how do I want to deal with them? Do I want to fall in love with one? Do I want to have a relationship? Do I want to lie and manipulate? Do I want to pump and dump? Do I want to offer young girls an opportunity to buy biology books at the end of the semester or the beginning? How do I want to do with them? And then once you get to that position of money, power, respect, once you get intentional about life, that part you can clean, you can put that on the side. It becomes less of a distraction. It becomes way less of a distraction. You actually just, the problem you're having is you're going, I can't, I can't, I don't even have time. I don't even have time to even enjoy the junior college as if I wanted to. And that's going to be a red flag in your life, man. If you have so much time that you actually are entertaining, you know, amounts of women that you can't even handle and get on your purpose, you got a problem with yourself. The problem you want to have is how can you service? <laughs> how can you service the amount of women that might be interested in you? I know people are going, man, is this dating advice? I thought you were MGTOW. I thought you were. You didn't read the free agent lifestyle, obviously. You did not read the free agent lifestyle. The free agent lifestyle was never about remove yourself 100% from the marketplace. It made you make good critical decisions about your life to get your life on board. This is Amazon right here. You can get it on Audible. You can get it on Amazon. Look at that. 1,300 reviews on the free agent lifestyle. And I got damn near four and a half, five stars. Looking like Star Search around there. All my books got five stars damn near. All right, thank you for the reviews, by the way. Thank you for the people who took time to get reviews. All right, I'm an author. I can't even read. Hey, that should tell you about something, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I can barely read, and I've written three books. Hey, that tells you something about society. If you guys don't learn from me, you don't have to be the best. You do not have to be the best. You don't have to be all you're, – you're waiting to be smart. You're waiting to have it just right. <laughs> You're waiting to like, I want this formula to be just right. And then I'm going to go strike oil. Mm. No. <laughs> you don't have to be that special. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you just have to have certain qualities. Like you have to be like um, somewhere close to insane, but stable. You have to be some sort of comrade. You have to be some sort of power-hungry, manipulative tyrant, a fascist, if you will. Mm. Like, you know, Coach Alini. You have to be somewhat like a, uh, you know, you have to be driven. You have to be power-hungry. You have to be, be money-grubbing. No, I'm just kidding. Just not those qualities. 
But just to be uh, seriously, you got to be poor, hungry, and driven. Poor, hungry, driven. All right. And that's what I am. And that's why I don't let people come in. Hey, can you meet today? And how come you can't do nothing? Let's kick it today. I'm not spontaneous. I'm not spontaneous. All right. And one of the things that you'll find is that women are very spontaneous because they act on emotions. Not saying this is a negative quality, but as a result, you see what they get out of life. They often make mistakes. They step in dog shit every damn week. They often have calamities coming on. Oh, my God, I forgot rent. I'm five days behind rent. Economically, they're not very efficient as a unit. There are some that are. Most aren't. Most of them have a bill. Oh, my God, I'm behind three months of my bill. They're going to turn my phone off. You know what I mean? They're always in these predicaments. They're always in these predicaments. And, like, how do you get in these predicaments? And, number one, they are spontaneous. They will drop everything they're doing. They will drop their goals to chase whatever they're chasing, the shiny object. The shiny object of the week, the shiny object of the day. They don't mastermind budget. And then they find themselves in calamities. Uh, I think for men, spontaneity is something that women want. Like they push alcohol and drugs on you. They also push, oh, just be spontaneous. No, it's not in my budget. It's not in my time budget. It's not on my schedule. It's not on my goal sheet. It's not on my plans. Go somewhere. <laughs> Get away from me. All right. I'm not doing it right now. How come you just don't spontaneously put me in your Porsche 911, put the Gucci bag all in the damn front trunk and just drive down the coast for eight hours? Because it ain't on my time sheet. <laughs> we can plan for something like that. Oh, planning. Oh, I just. We should just drop everything and do something just overnight right now. Drop everything you're doing. I have nothing that I will drop for you. Except these draws. Anyway, yo. <laughs> oh, man. This show already. Okay. Did I get the sponsorships? I did. GregAdams.one.com. Apply for the coaching program. You got the free agent lifestyle book. Also, you get a free book on the, the website over there. You got the, you got the free book on the website. Go get a free book. And we got the Patreon. Money Mindset. Uh, we do Money Mindsets on Sunday nights. So I work six days a week. I stream six days a week, twice a day, brothers. Killing other brothers. I thought the object was to love one another. Open up the paper to one more death and yo, we keep this up in the... What, do you, what is the blue chip mindset? People always ask me that real quick and we'll go over that. Then we'll give you the reasons to warm me back. Here it is right here. Blue chips. Blue chips in the, is in the American lexicon already. Blue chips are known as the most stable, consistent, whatever it is in, in whatever industry. For instance, in college basketball, there are blue chip programs. In football, there are blue chip programs like an Alabama would be a blue chip program, a Clemson, a USC would be a blue chip program, UCLA, not so much. Mm. All right, but these are the programs that are always have name recognition, Michigan, Notre Dame. And then there's programs that do come up every now and then. You can say in Oklahoma, you can say a Florida state of Florida. These people do fall into the blue chip programs and then they end up getting the blue chip recruits. And so this movie is about a program, basketball program that went after blue chip recruits. They cheated, but they went after the blue chips. Sometimes when you pursue this blue chip mindset, your morals and ethics have to go out the window. So if you are on some sort of moral mission, all right, your mother Teresa of whatever you're doing, I will never get, try to get paid from this. I will never do this to do that. Well, you're I'm not over here, man. This is not a morality program. Sometimes it is very immoral over here. <laughs> Admittedly, 
But that's your morals that you're measuring against. I don't believe in your moral system. What we believe in over here is. I got money. Um, what else is blue chip? They talk about blue chip stocks right here. Blue chips at one particular point in poker or table gambling would be the highest uh, chip, the chip that represented the highest value. Not so much anymore. It's a little bit more complicated, but that was the past. Blue chip stocks are defined as the securities that represent an equity position in a company that possesses the most of the following characteristics, an industry leader and a proven track record. It is, in fact, um, for those that want to invest, the best type of investment you can make is some sort of long-term investment in a blue chip stock company. Okay, People want to do day trading and all that stuff. Yeah, you can do well, and sometimes you can lose your ass if you don't know what you're doing, but blue chip investment over a long period is where it's at. Most of the time. How about this? In the hiring company, the blue chip is already in a lexicon right here. Blue chip recruits, right? And so we named this show the blue chip mindset. Blue chip universities is always in the lexicon. You know, the Ivy Leagues. And they called it the alt Ivies. 15 top U.S. college colleges with blue chip reputation. So um, this is why we call it the blue chip. If you did not understand all that. All right, let's get into the show. We're going to get into the point number one. Point number one, and I don't have any banners, so I should probably put up some banners here. All right, the reason why you haven't started living the life that you deserve, living the life that you want, why haven't you done that? All right, let me put up a banner on this one so, you know, it's easier to watch and digest before Avery comes in here and puts the timestamps in. And uh, my son was bringing this up. He was having a good motivational conversation with me, and uh, I was proud of him. And sometimes, you know, he's working on his delivery. He's working on his speech. So sometimes he's passionate about something, but he doesn't really know how to just express it. So I somehow had to interject and throw a little bit. But I don't want to interrupt him too much because then he then he's sounding like me. I want him to sound like him. And I want him to be able to express himself. So he's kind of like very passionate about being in a good position in life. And I love that about him. And um, he was talking to me about uh, people who refuse to be a self-starter. Oh, man. They refuse to be a step star, uh, self-starter. And they have the formula right out in front of you. Yeah, Toastmasters is amazing. Let me see. I'm going to put this up here. Let's put this up here, right here. There's the banner right there. Oh, wait. There it is. There's right there. Uh, the first point is something that he was highlighting. My 15-year-old son, motivational speaker. Maybe he'll be a part of the show here in another couple of years. But the easiest step is the hardest to take. Have you ever tried to do something and you wanted to do something? You were like, I want to do this. I know exactly how to do it. But I cannot take that step. All right? The first step, which oftentimes is the easiest step, it is the hardest to take. So what you're going to do is you're going to have a step program in front of you. As a matter of fact, you're going to come here on YouTube and somebody's going to tell you step by step to do exactly what the person that you're interested in has accomplished. And they're going to say, well, how did you accomplish this? And then I'm going to go back to step number one. Now, step number one is going to sound completely easy. And you're going to say it cannot be that easy. It cannot be that simple. But it is, in fact, one of the most simplest steps to take. But it is the hardest to take for most people. They can't do it. And there's a variety of ways they can't do it. And we're going to go over why they can't do it. But there's a very easy way to do this. But you're going to say it can't be that simple or you can't take the step for a variety of reasons. But it's the information is out there. 
the information is out there and a lot of people have come here and they will ask me, how did I do this? How did I do that? And you might've found me in midway to some sort of popularity. Oh, I found you at 75,000 subscribers. And um, I said, well, the first time I did this, it was kind of, uh, you know, it was kind of just an easy step. I just actually did X, Y, and Z and then started my path on the way to do it. Now you see me now with the lights in the background and all of that stuff. You see that. But also, you didn't see me at the beginning looking stupid. You didn't see me making mistakes. You didn't see me out here frustrated trying to get the editing program going. But that sometimes the easiest state is just to start doing it. And most people start doing it. They might take that step, but they might find it is a little bit harder than they thought. But then they won't follow through with the steps. I'm like, keep taking that step. Keep taking that step. Keep taking that step. Oh, I stepped that way three or four times. Coach, it didn't work. Believe me, I've been there. Now I look at it going back five years from now, and I say, damn, that was the easiest step in my progression into the entire thing. But without that step, I would be absolutely nothing. I would be nothing. Like, think about it. You want to skip that step because you're like, I don't want to do that particular part of the work. It's easy, but I don't want to do it. I'm discouraged from doing it. Maybe a couple of my family from members or friends are basically saying, ah, you shouldn't do that. That's a waste of time. Or that easy step has to be replicated 30, 60, 90 days in a row. And some people go, and eh, well, forget all that. But without that step, you cannot get where you want to get. So now I look back and I remember if you read my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, I said, commit to a 90-day program to change your life. Everybody knows that chapter. A 90-day program to change your life. And when I started YouTube, I started it and stopped. I started it and stopped. And then I said, you know what? I'm not getting where I want to get with this because I start and stop. I said, I'm going to do 90 days straight of YouTube. I always tell the story. I'm going to do 90 days straight. And then I'll look back and see what the results are. But I'm not going to pay attention to the process until 90 days. Now, looking back now, I do two streams a, a day and I've done it for damn near two years consistently with no problem. I do it like the back of my hand. It's a part of my daily routine. So it's not a big deal. If you tried to do this, y'all would probably pass out and die. You wouldn't, you, you couldn't even, guys, most people think this is easy what we do here on YouTube. You couldn't do what I do. Not with the structure, not with the consistency of how I do it. I'm here almost at the same time every day, five days a week, twice a day, plus two times on Sunday privately. You couldn't do it. Y'all be like this. <laughs> Pass the hell out, <laughs> all right? But I do it because I can say, I'm willing to do this and give up on all of that. Not only that, I took the steps to do the 90 days commitment. So now it's super easy. Now it's easy. So now you're watching me going, how do you do that? It's easy to me now because I made that a part of my life. Also, it's in the black book. If you know what I'm talking about, if you're on the money mindset, it's programmed. Now it's a part of my DNA. Now it doesn't feel like a grind. Now I come in all cool, calm, and collected. Let me put my thumbnail, put it over on StreamYard, go get some coffee, go walk my dog, go look at some prawn, go look at flatbacks doing some stretching, go do my research, hit the start button, stop it, post-production, go run some errands. <laughs> just, and then I come back, cool, calm, and collective in my studio, 
Here we go. Thumbnail for the afternoon show. Research. Pre-production. Mic check. Lighting. Start. Stop. Post-production. Go hit some junior college flybacks. <laughs> All right. It's a part of the day. It's a part of my DNA. But I would not have been here if I didn't do the 90-day start, which was te- which looking back now was the easiest step to take. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, it's the easiest step. So, we'll get into now uh why people don't take those steps. Oh man, and this is going to be a hard one for some of you people. Pause. All right. We're going to call this the velvet rope. All right. The velvet rope. And then we'll get into the contributions. Everybody knows the velvet rope. All right. Kind of thinks of something like the 1970. Don't think anything freaky. All right. The velvet rope is going to be one of your secrets to your success. At least it was a secret to my success. You see this rope right here. There's Janet Jackson has a uh, album called the velvet rope. It looks like. But everybody knows this right here. All right, Velvet Rope. Let me get some images. Is Janet Jackson on these? I don't want no prom to pop up. Janet Jackson all over this. This is the Velvet Rope. Okay. Back in the day, somewhere in the 70s and the 80s, most clubs had this Velvet Rope. And it separated the peons who were trying to get in the club. And then it separated the people who got in through the Velvet Rope that were in the club, snorting cocaine, grinding, dancing, uh, dancing with club promoters, getting drunk and whatnot. But the velvet rope was significant. The significant of the velvet rope, it's it, it is it's for the nightclub. It's certified who qualified for entry to get beyond the velvet rope and who did not. The people who could not get beyond the velvet rope and had to wait behind this significance of this little velvet rope. <laughs> right? The velvet rope, little as velvet rope right here, separated the losers from the winners. And everybody else had to stand out in the cold. <laughs> Think I could get in behind that velvet rope? <laughs> it was a barrier of entry. It was a port of entry. Now, most of you people, yes, you people, most of you people let ham and eggers, losers, people without ambition, no structure, no discipline, no nothing beyond your velvet rope. See, that's what the difference is in life. See, you let all kind of people, straggle daggles, women who you argue with, baby mamas and whatnot. You let them beyond your velvet rope. You let anybody in. You let anybody in that is going to be in the victim mindset. See, the velvet rope are the people who are going to talk you out of doing what you need to do, out of taking that first step. They're also going to people be the people that keep you in the level that they're at. Right. They're poor. They're broke. They're hiding. They're shivering on the outside of the velvet rope. But you let them into your velvet rope. You let the beyond. You let them have a point of entry into you to distract you from your goals. And then when you don't get to where you're getting, you meet with the people that are outside of the velvet rope. And then you come up with an interpretation or a reason why you guys are still losers. You cannot tell people. No, you let everybody into your bevel rope and you don't have any discernment or discretion as to who gets in and who doesn't. And then you say, well, I trust all people and I think I can just good in all people and all these stupid things that people say that ham and eggers and knuckle draggers and mouth breathers and peons. And you guys say stuff like that. And when I come on this show and I say, I don't trust nobody, you think I'm the loser. 
You think I'm the idiot. I'm like, you the ones keep getting stabbed in the back. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You guys get stabbed in the back frequently, and then you get up there, man. I can't believe people. No, I can believe them. People stab you in the back all the time. The worst people, the people that will have the greatest impact in your life is people who stab you in the back. And I'm telling you, there's some backstabbing-ass people out here. I mean, that's what they do. And that's what human beings do because we're out for self. So since we're out for self, nobody beyond my velvet rope. You got to qualify to get in here. And ladies, if you're not part of the 10 Toes Up Club, odds are you ain't getting in. You're not getting in because I know you're a backstabbing, out for self, money grubbing, selfish peon. All right. And the king is beyond the velvet rope. Coach Alini is beyond the velvet rope. And I sit on my throne and then I decide you in, you out. Like you sitting at the pearly gates, you down, you up. <laughs> all right. That's how I do my life. And I treat my life like that. And I'm very comfortable treating my life like that. But not a lot of people are. You're so concerned with your social element and your social element are full of unsuccessful people. They're full of backstabbers. They're full of people that will talk you off your goal. They're full of people that will distract you from your goal. That's why they say, man, keep your circle small, especially on the way up. That's why they say it's lonely at the top. It's lonely at the top and you got to be fully aware of that. And sometimes you get so lonely. Sometimes you're going to get lonely. But damn. Who gives a damn? I got money. Not only that, hey man, if I get so lonely, I know there's a 23 year old girl that needs a biology book next semester. <laughs> Come on, man, put yourself first. And a lot of people will let losers go beyond their velvet rope. So that's one of the things I always encourage. This is one of the reasons why you have not started living the life that you want to live. You're too concerned with the social element. I believe, and this is not all the way true, but it's just a belief system that I hold. Most people who are at nightclubs and bars are miserable people. Now, I'm, it's not 100% true, but it's damn near 90% true of the people or 90% of the people out there who are like that. And there's 10% of the people beyond the VIP enjoying their lives. Everybody else uh, standing out shoulder to shoulder. Hey, man, let's go have fun. I'm standing outside shoulder to shoulder next to people bumping, people stepping on me, people. These are miserable people. These people aren't having fun. They're living the facade of having fun. Wow, man, I got in at 2.30 in the morning. We were having fun. They're not having fun. These people are celebrating being average in life. But you do you. <laughs> you do you, man. Now, if I want to go bar hop and go to Nash Vegas and go see the club, you can't even do that now, man, because people... Uh, the, the miserable losers of life have already infected and infested the masses, as they call them. They've already infected, infested um, these great places, and they brought the quality of enjoyment down. Anywhere there's big crowds of people, there's least, less enjoyment and more miserable people. And there's, there's people there looking to, you know, somewhat displace your life because they're miserable. Mm. With that being said, that need to be out there hoping that you're going to have fun, celebrating mediocrity. Those people oftentimes don't have what they want. They haven't started living the life that they want so much so that they got to be dragged out in order to do something that statistically you don't have that much enjoyment doing. Unless you're just that dude. Anyway, let's get to the contributors to the day show. I know this. I, listen, I know the way I say things is not comfortable to people 
but I'm not going to get up here and fake it. This is me. Some people found this, find this, you know, abusive or why are you yelling? Why are you passionate about it? Why are you angry? Well, this is kind of how I do my life. I'm very much of a patient person. I'm very driven. But then when I get passionate about something and I think people need this way, you're not going to sit here and listen to the lecture. Welcome to the show. My name, Coach Gregory Adams. Put on my glasses. I don't have my glasses here. Today, we're going to talk about how to live a great life and get started. Chapter one, live great. Remove all of the toxic people from your life. It'll be fantastic. And then consider if you want to go to nightclubs and bars. Nightclubs and bars are filled with people who really haven't found the enjoyment, the passion, the driving force in their life. And as such, see, I can't deliver the message like that. Coach ASMR. No, man, I got to tell people about themselves because I'll tell myself about myself. Um, if you think one for one minute, and we'll get into the contributor. If you think for one minute that you can judge me, man, I judge myself on a daily basis. And I give myself constructive, criti constructive criticism. I'm actually to look, able to look at myself and tell myself who I am, fix things about myself that are flaws that are worth fixing, find flaws that are actually not flaws, but they're just ways of living that most people will say flaws are flaws only because I have a power position over them and they somehow want to bring me down. Guys, I saw this in coaching. I saw this in relationships and marriage. Whatever it is that you have an advantage of, somehow they will find it to be a flaw. Have you ever noticed that? We can't take advantage of you, so this is a flaw. It is not a flaw. It is actually a quality about yourself that actually is self-persevering. It is actually something that prevents you from being manipulated. It is actually something that puts you in the money power respect ratio. Okay. That's not a flaw. Being tyrannical is not a flaw. Being a peon is a flaw. But what when, which one do you want to be? <laughs> All right. The, the tyrant doesn't look at himself as the flaw. He looks at the peon as the flaw. So you're the peon. I'm the tyrant. Hello. Salute. Chest in, stomach out. Here we go. Or vice versa. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Dollar Size CGA Live here. It was stomach in, chest out. But some of y'all stomach is out and your chest is in. And by the way, why y'all keep talking about TRT? Did y'all see what I looked like before I started doing YouTube? I'm fat. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're like, coaches, so this is what I look like before I started doing YouTube. All right. I started you doing YouTube. I look like this. And everybody's like, you're on TRT. Are you serious? Look at my stomach. Hold on. You want to see the you want to see the current version of this? Let me show you my tummy. Ladies, y'all love this little belly jelly. The ladies love the, you know what I mean? Ladies love the six-pack ab. Fat women do. <laughs> Fat women love six-pack ab dudes. They'll let you pounce on them. They, they, they'll let you do all. They'll come over and do nasty stuff. All right. But I'm a little bit older now. You know what I mean? I'm rocking the old. It's not a dad bod and all, but damn. <laughs> What y'all talking about over here? I'm fat. Compared to, the, compared to that, that was eight years ago, maybe seven. Seven years ago, bro, I didn't even have a beard. Y'all talking about me being on whatnot. I'm fat. <laughs> anyway. Hey, guys, uh, when you get this age, 
it, you don't have to have a great body. I mean, listen, I'm not telling you not to have a great body. I shout out to the people who have great bodies. I don't want to step on their toes. And I'm going to get my body back, not to that level. I ain't working that hard. However, I'm going to just let y'all know this. You know what I mean? When you at the junior college and you wave a couple of 20s under her nose, she don't care what your belly look like. But it's a plus. <laughs> it's a plus. Anyway, man, y'all ain't going to catch me 47 years old. <sighs> I did that before. I've been to Paris. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Yeah. Maybe when I'm like 52. All right. Let me start shooting me up, Doc. I'm going to be the old gigolo standing there with my bathing suit on, my Speedo, with junior college girls all over my lap. After we participated in an orgy, we're going to be on a boat somewhere. Orgied out. Orgied out like this. I'm going to be up there. <laughs> oh man the orgy's gonna be ridiculous man there's there's the there's a morality out of the window <laughs> there's a morality gone man i'm telling you man do, do not do not follow me if y'all not ready to live on the dark side just a little bit if y'all still living on the light side of you know what i mean y'all not ready this is a this is a lifestyle where you're gonna enjoy life here. Don't wait for the afterlife to enjoy life. Y'all waiting for the afterlife. I'm gonna live moral here for my 80 years, and then I'm gonna get to the afterlife. It's gonna be fantastic. As soon as you get over there, you're a peon. Get your ass over there. You're like, oh, still a peon in the afterlife too. <laughs> Orgies, <laughs> Orgies while I'm down here over here. <laughs> Somebody said, this is the afterlife. Y'all didn't know, <laughs> right? Shout out to jo Joe. Joe Fashan. This is it. I mean, y'all li y'all literally living in hell on earth right now. What y'all talking about when I get to the afterlife? It, we're here, bro. <laughs> get them ten toes up, ready to go. Ladies, bring it on over. I got money. You're meant to be enjoyed. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. Hey, we love everybody around here, man. We even love the good women that watch the show. There are some good women that watch the show. We'll have a message for you potentially later. Amari McBride, he says, just got my first passport in the mail on Saturday. Ready to get my money on point so I can start living life on my own terms and travel internationally and hit the junior college. Ooh. Hey, one of our brothers, one of our lawyers, our warrior lawyers, over here shout out to amari i remember getting my first passport in the mail one of our warrior brothers is down in columbia and uh he hit me up you guys know him as mr esquire and he was like man <laughs> he was like you got to bring your ass down here coach uh shout out to the passport travel brothers here uh you know i'd be throwing a little shade at them it's for fun it's for fun i know y'all watch me act like y'all don't watch me and you're all like coach trying to throw shade on me i don't i, I just do it as a joke you know what I mean? But, well, not, not you know, I'm, I'm right about what I'm saying, but if you know what I mean. But he was like, you got to bring your ass down here, Coke. He says, these gringos going crazy. <laughs> these He said, these gringos got junior college girls pretty feet Colombians. <laughs> you know they got pretty feet. Them little, them girls down there got some pretty feet. I know the feet. I'm gonna be out there like this, like a feet hound. 
who want to be 10 toes up. Hey, man, shout out to Corey in for the sponsorship today, man. Or we'll call it a sponsorship, especially on a money mindset show. He says for the consulting, we in here. This is a great show. Take the notes where you can take the notes. All right. But uh, for many men, I mean, this is a starting point. This is a starting point for yourself. You take this information and then not only do you take it, you apply it. That's going to be the most important thing, man. You got to apply. Shout out to no government name in the building. He said he's living peace, quiet, and freedom. Oh, this next point is going to be very important for you gentlemen. All right. So uh, shout out to, let me see if I can say his government name. He says, awesome velvet rope analogy, coach. You bring it new and fresh, just like the junior college. Yes, indeed. All right. Shout out to you. Yes, the velvet rope is going to be important. Apply the velvet rope in your life. Always think about that. Can I let this person be on the velvet rope? Some people you can let stand outside the velvet rope, big nightclubs. They say you can stand outside here and freeze your ass off, but you're going to get the cold version of the entertainment. You're going to hear the music bumping. You're going to see the strobe light. You're going to see all of that. Shit. All right. You're going to see the girls dancing. There's a movie, uh, Bad Boys 2. I think there's an opening where this girl is on the glass dancing. You see her for about five seconds. I done rewinded it like 20 times. And she dancing on top of the. That's what you're going to see outside my velvet rope. You're going to see my ass living. You can stand outside and get the cold version of me, right? You can get the, you can, like my dog smell me cooking. She started doing the sniff in the air. That, you can do that beyond on the outside of my velvet rope, right? You can get close, but you ain't getting in. And some people will be like, well, I don't want to be inside your velvet rope. Well, take your ass on. I didn't beg you to stand outside. I didn't beg you to stand outside. I didn't beg you to even want to come in. You don't want looking at me. You clicked on my face. <laughs> Shout out to the haters when the haters like, I don't even want to be behind your velvet rope. You clicked on my face. What are you talking about? You watching me. Look at them running now. They're like, they feeling convicted. Oh, let me turn this stream off. Anyway, why can't we get the lights up? <laughs> you know what time it is, gentlemen? The lights ain't very favorable right now, so you know what time it is, all right? It is that time of the show that we have to get the brothers and the well, sisters right. Uh-oh, y'all hearing the audio only. But you know what time it is, man. It is that time. Yes, it is. All right. Hit the like button. What do we got? 15 million people watching today. We should have something like. Seven mil. Uh oh, we're getting close. Eight million likes. Let's play it. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose. Son. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Oh, man. That boy, I tell you, you will, you'll have fun and then you'll come to your senses. Right. And it will be hard. You'll literally come to your senses. It'll be fun and you'll be questioning why this is so fun. Why am I having so much fun right now? And then afterwards, you'll be looking at yourself. 
really don't know how I feel for that again. I don't know about myself questioning my nature as a man, my goals, my purpose. Why is she still here? Why is she still talking to me? I enjoyed her talking to me just a few seconds ago, but now I don't enjoy it. <sighs> Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? All right. Um, so <laughs> every time it gets you, man, he says, Who am I? Who am I? Why am I controlled by my lust? I need to get this in check. Meanwhile, you got to get her out of your house and don't make no noise. Do not wake up the neighbors. She walking out down line, <laughs> laughing. She up there, belly, deli. You like this belly. You like. Shh. Did you forget anything inside? Make sure you didn't forget nothing. Because after I close the door, I'm going to go get in the shower and contemplate life. Right. You jump in the shower. She down there calling your name. Hey, yo, Greg. Waking up the neighbors at 1130 at night. You get out the shower. You ain't even dried off. You like, hey. All your neighbors didn't open up their blinds. They didn't raise their blind up. They outside looking like this. Damn, that's what you be bringing in the house, Sean? <laughs> oh my goodness you depressed she like oh i forgot my hairpin you know what i mean i forgot the couple of hairpins right there i left the earring on the table you're like man get them damn fake ass claire earrings come on Psst. shut up <laughs> all right anyway oh my goodness somebody said strongly disagree nothing fun about that you have <laughs> all right anyway man let's get on to the next point did i get everybody on the cash app i'll make sure i do uh jose v says 9.1 percent inflation let's go brandon anybody still there's people still defending brandon there's literally i don't know man i don't know how you do this country has been turned upside down bro are you a freshman at the university no, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> well, thank you. She said, thank you. All right. But this is because he's a figurehead. He didn't sold his soul to the progressive libbies. All right. Shout out to Julius. We'll call you Texas J. He says, you're right. 90 days of work led to success for me. 90 days of work led to success for me. Hey, homies. Everybody, 90 days will change your life. I mean, let's just apply it to just working out. If you worked out consistently for 90 days, do not start off too hard or aggressively pause. 90 days, your body's going to change like crazy. Okay, let's see if you got your diet in order or your nutrition, as I call it. Change your nutrition for 90 days. See if you don't feel better. Get Stop smoking vape pipes and cigarettes and weed and drugs. For 90 days, see if your life doesn't improve. It applies to everything. So if you want to change your life, I think the, the formula is 90 days consistently to change the habits, change the 
um, direction of your life. And it will do it. That is going to be the formula. By the way, I just gave you that for free. That's in my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. Um, where are we at here? This is the, this is going to be the next important step, all right, for you guys. Um, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about women here, but uh, I got to put the banner up. Man, haven't uh, all right. So this is going to be the next one. Why you haven't started living your life. And so let's go ahead and put this up. Men have haven't adapted to modern women. So we always talk about modern women and it's kind of like a phrase that means nothing now. But, you know, we talk about Gen Z millennial women and then the people that are going to come thereafter, which is Generation Alpha. That is going to come after they're going to start being teenagers here in a couple of years. And once people are teenagers, you have a great impact on society. So um, I know people are still thinking 18 is the measure of a teenager, and it's not. I mean, really, it's 14. But um, they start can make adult decisions. They sometimes if they make a bad decision, they can go to big, big man jail. They can go to big bubba jail. Right. If they do something so complicated, many times these people can get jobs. They can drive one thousand, two thousand pound vehicles at 80 miles an hour down the freeway. They have great response responsibility. They can get driver's license. Some people can uh, drink alcohol, vote. They can consent to things in some states and countries. Guys, um, many people wait till they're 18 because you've been programmed. And by the way, the 18 as an adult, as an adult idea is very modern. It's super duper modern. I mean, it's something that kind of came into our, our culture somewhere around 1950. And basically, it's, an, it's, a, um, it's a ham and egger mindset. I'll wait till I'm 18. I'll wait till I'm 21. I'll wait till I'm 25. Guys, you're an old-ass person by then. You washed up. You wasted 15 years, 10, 10 at the most. Okay, you could have got started in life way earlier, but you were told, well, I don't graduate high school till 18, so therefore none of this counts. Yes, it does. So with this being said, the modern woman is not the woman of the past, meaning they're not waiting for you. They're not looking to get married and procreate at 22. Some do. Most don't. Many of them are looking out for themselves. Many of them have stability. They can actually support themselves to an extent, to an extent, using government, using sugar daddies, using men, using dating. They somehow patched their way through life doing the bare minimum. But they celebrated as if they've accomplished something. And I actually look at it as if it was a man accomplishing the same thing. And I go, these people are losers. Because <laughs> if I measured what you're accomplishing and I put a man behind that accomplishment, I say that person's doing the bare minimum, just to be honest. This is just an honest assessment. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, discriminating against you. I'm describing you. I'm not hating against you. It's just a description. So with this mindset, modern women actually push things back until at least age 28, 32. You might hear a woman that you might date. Well, I won't get seriously about settling down and having kids until I get my life in order, until I get my degree, until she buys her one bedroom, three bathroom townhouse. She somehow wants to accomplish these things because this is a measure of success for average people. And so she will do these things. Now, with this mindset, many people aren't able to have success until later in life as a man. So later in life, you know, like before, you could have been 24 and started off and kicked off life. But not so much. It's very rare that you can find a woman at 24 and then create a life with her and then it actually works out. So now as men, we have to delay our gratification at having success with the modern woman. 
unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. And many men haven't adapted. So instead of kicking off your life, instead of starting to live the life you want, you're listening to 24, 26, 28-year-old women guide you, which is a mistake. This is going to be a mistake, and I made this mistake myself. So this is why I advise you, do not let these people guide your life. Many of these people haven't accomplished a damn thing, but they sure know how to tell you how to accomplish it. You know what you should do? Please tell me. <laughs> okay, please tell me what you've done and now that you're going to advise me to do. Because you ain't done shit with your life and I can tell you right now. All right, but let, please tell me what I should do. Now, as an older adult male, I know this to be the case because now in my 40s, I try to hang around. You know, I'd be hanging around modern, younger women, 20, 28, 29, 30, 24. These people are always full of, you know what you should do. You can't tell me a damn thing. Only thing you can do is point them 10 toes to the sky. All right, that's about it. I mean, I can't listen to any advice from you. And especially if you're a person well into your mid-30s and 40s trying to advise me and I'm looking at your life and it looks like a scene from the Terminator you can't tell me a damn thing. However, many men who don't know about themselves are often guided by people who are misguided and undecided about their own lives. And they haven't even started their own lives. So with that being said, modern women have kind of gone the way of not needing men the way they used to need them. And as such, you're trying to conquer women. And then you find out you're 22, 24, 28, 30, trying to conquer the same people who are unconquerable. Many of them have been concubines during that time. Many of them have been part of harems. Many of them have been lost. Many of them have been bankrupt. Many of them have been divorced. Many of these people are broke, but yet you're trying to conquer them. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make you take notes here. The modern woman is a byproduct of your success. And if you've ever wanted to conquer them, we say these phraseologies in this sphere all the time. Women wait at the finish line and they screw the winners. But yet, here, we're developing ways to actually try to conquer them without winning. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. So you have two choices. You can either become a winner, or you can give up on the idea of trying to conquer them, right? Because you're conquering, and it's basically actually just actually manipulating yourself into believing you're successful. You're kind of wasting time, your valuable time on here that you can be putting into making yourself successful. They say it, money, power, and respect. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. Some woman said it at the beginning of the stream today. You know what I don't understand? Potential. These women are like, I ain't trying to build with you. I want to be a power couple, but I want to meet you at the top. Then I could come in and then potentially make you more wealthy. But until then, as long as you're wealthy, I'll come in and be your concubine. I'll be a part of your harem. And then potentially I'll try to move my way up at the top and get whatever I get out of it, whether it's child support, a marriage, or a little bit of finessing. It's how it works. It's just how it works. So with that being said, if you don't adapt and you're trying to find ways to be successful with women on a free tip or Mac Lives Matter, who said that? Somebody said that on my stream. Mac Lives Matter. I hate to burst your bubble, but most Macs die insane or broke or in prison or jail. When was the last time you see a Mac and he was like, here's my palatial estate on 26 acres. I got this being a Mac and a pimp. 
And I pimped in Mac for like 35 years. The only one is Hugh Hefner that I can think of. Even even Larry Flint probably died. He died in a wheelchair. Mm. Invalid. Unable to function. <laughs> oh, Amari brought that up. When was the last time you saw a Mac? All right, here we go. Look at this, man. Look at what I've been able to achieve. I grew this. I took all of my Mac money. I put it in cryptocurrency, invested in blue chip stocks. And now I paid for all of my kids' college tuitions. And look at the woman in my life. And then she come out, buck two, knock me, straggle, daggle, cockeyed. All right. And you're like, that's who you ended up with? Yep. This was my bottom woman. This was the first woman that I macked. <laughs> this is the first woman I macked. And look at her now. I kept her. And plus, I had health insurance the entire time. You never see them. Their teeth aren't any good. You know what I mean? I've been macking all my life. Look at my good straight teeth. They teeth all crooked. <laughs> teeth all yellow. Gold teeth. Gold chain. Max don't die rich. They don't die successful. They die broke. And this is, again, some things that young men pedestalize because you see a man that is successful with women. Many times they die in investigation. You know what I mean? They're getting investigated constantly. They're constantly getting thrown in the clink. They're constantly spending all their money on lawyers. You know what I mean? So this is what we have to understand. You want to die in peace. You want to live your life out in peace. And many of these people live their life out in chaos in the end. In the end, it becomes chaotic. In the end, it becomes to unravel. It begins to unravel. By the time they're in their late 30s, 40s, trying to keep macking, their lives unravel. And it all comes crashing down, and they have no investments, no retirement plan. All they did was hide some cash somewhere where the hoe's going to get it after he gets thrown in jail, you know? And he'll get thrown in jail for like 50 years. Right? <laughs> it, all will come, it all will come crashing down. So with that being said, as a young man, you might see that recipe as a success, but what you have to understand is you got to have vision. You got to have vision. It is not what you do in your 20s, gentlemen. It is not what you do in your 30s. It is almost not what you do in your 40s as a man. The average millionaire is age 62. And I know they might say, well, I won't be able to do nothing without my Niagara by the time I age 62. It is what you do in your 50s. It is what you do to your 60s. It is what you're doing into your 70s. Did you still want to be that dude talking about I'm a 62-year-old man, horny man, and I'm going to run my macking game on you? Or do you want to be 60-year-old on the golf course with the golf girls with the big fake titties bringing you drinks while you teeing off on hole number nine? Before you tee off on hole number one and two back at the hotel in the villas. Mm. What do you want to be? Because I'm going to guarantee you by 62, you wanted to be peaceful when you were a millionaire with the little golf cart girls bringing you drinks. While you about to tee off on hole number 18. And she's saying, hey, daddy, I'll be back in the villas so you can tee off on me. <laughs> hey, what do you want to be? Max don't live that life out. Not many of them do. Players don't live that life out. Not many of them do. Players end up on child support at age 62. Players still paying child support in their 60s. This is a long-term game. This is hell on earth. This is where you want to win. 
This is where you want to win. Men win long term. I want you to remember that. Time is on men's side. And you can tell the time, you can tell the men that didn't have time on their side, that didn't, they used the quick money scheme. They constantly scheming in their 20s and 30s and try to impress me by how many panties they can collect and how much gain that they got. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. When you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, game does not matter. Because if you have game, you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like an idiot in your 40s running game. You're going to look like a plum idiot. You're going to be in the wrong place. They're going to say, why the hell are you here? What are you doing? Why are you at a bar picking up chicks in your 40s? You're going to look like a fat loser. Okay. It should be simple when you're in your 40s. It should be simple when you're in your 50s. Right. It should be very simple. Let me go down to the cigar lounge and and then all of a sudden here come the 32 year old women looking for an easy break. Uh huh. Here they go. How you doing, ladies? Have a seat. We're having fun. We're just having a conversation, talking about blue chip stocks and these girls soaking up the information, sitting there, being quiet, being submissive and obedient. Hi, ladies here. Hey, you know how you doing? Have a drink real quick. You know what we going to do? We're going to retire back into the suite. You want to join us? Them hoes. <laughs> Soon as you get up there, pour yourself a drink. Pour. A drink. Here we go right now. Oh, ladies, go ahead and get naked. We're going to have an orgy. Sign the non-disclosure agreement. Put your cell phone over there. We won't be filming this with your phone. We'll be filming this. Turn on the lights. Bring the producer in. Initiate orgy. <laughs> they lapping it up <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you pull up at the 9-11 afterwards hey here we go here uh, we'll take you back to where you need to go call car service pick these ladies up they're done with the orgy but no yo man baby I'm gonna run up on some game on you how do you want to live <laughs> you get what you want they soaking up your masculinity. Thank you, ladies. It's so good. Oh, boy, I love your gray beard, daddy. What can I see you again? Well, I'll be traveling this month. How about I see you for another orgy in about a two months? I'll be ready for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm telling you guys are like, this is despicable. This is reprehensible. You know why it is? Because it takes work to get to that level. Some people call it tricking. Because you're broke, right? You're jealous of men that can live that life. The most interesting man in the world. Was it a 20-year-old man? Was it a 30-year-old man? Was it a 40-year-old man? No, the man was displayed as a man in his 50s and 60s with information and knowledge, with mentorship, with guidance. Didn't take game. Didn't take any game at all. He just sat there holding his dos equis. And the ladies were like, you're, a, you're an interesting man. <laughs> right? And many men by their 40s and 50s are absolutely broke. And their only strategy is to run player game from the 20s. Like, guys, if you're a player in your 20s, congratulations. Have fun. Be ready to slow it down. You know what I mean? That player-ish don't look good when they throwing bricks in your new house. You know what I'm saying? In your window. But it takes time to get there, and it takes an effort. So let me get to another point. Modern women are monetizable. They can be bought to a greater extent. Not all of them. There's some women out here looking for love and relationships. 
but they're also looking for men that have actually displayed some sort of ability to provide. And we got to understand that, that that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Now, old Generation X women listening to me, this is not true. If you're single and you're listening to me as an older Generation X woman, uh, I just have a message for you. Game over. Your opinion doesn't matter. All right. Um, Wait. And that's you. I don't know what to tell you. You, you had your time. You had your fun. You're not going to get a successful man to settle down with you. Only a simp, you know what I mean? You might find a successful man that can't, you know, but it's over for me. And you. that's you. <laughs> if you're a married Generation X woman, I would just want to ask you, where is... Why are you watching me? Did you ask permission from your husband to watch me? Where he at? I know it's your second husband, by the way. Uh, older women that have been married already and divorced. Game over. Where's your first? I love that clip. I love when they laugh at the end. All right. And they cackle at the end. Where they at? <laughs> I love those ladies. Uh. Anyway, it's not over for me. I'm going to find me a man. They keep playing the lottery. Hey, what I look at is, I don't want to make this about the ladies. But I love the ladies. Like, they're on dating apps. I want to find me a man. I'm going to be, I'm 52 years old. I, I see myself as married again. Like, who marries 52-year-old women? When was the last time you went to a wedding and 52-year-old woman came out? Here comes the bride. Like, very rare. Maybe your grandmama, who she married, like, 20 years later, after her eight kids became adults, and then the dude, the old uncle that said he was a former Mac in the 70s, now you see his ass, he's miserable. Now he's 52, 62. He'll finally marry your grandmama. She'll jump the broom, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's like 20 people in the backyard. All right, we'll go on and get married. I guess I'll go on and marry the broad. He turned his Mac card in. He's 56 years old. I'll turn my Mac card in. I done stuck with the woman for 25 years. I done put five babies in her. I guess I go in and marry the woman. <laughs> it's her 18th marriage. I'm going to make this one work. We'll be together forever. So I look at these people. It's reprehensible. It's despicable. I can't even take them seriously. Like, who, who would marry you? Like, what kind of dude? But what they're doing is, to me, it's synonymous, it's synonymous with going to buy scratch-off lottery tickets. Okay, I'm going to keep playing until I win. Oh, I'm going to hit that jackpot. They walking through Las Vegas. That machine right there, that's going to be the one. That's going to be the one that hit. They sit down there with their little cash. They put it in there. They don't hit. They get up from a seat. A 20-year-old girl sits down. First hit. Jackpot. She's like, hey, that was my machine. Let me buy some scratch off. If I eventually scratch enough tickets, I'll get married. All right, let me do contributions, man. Let me do contributions. How many more points we got on this one? We got, man, adapt. You have to adapt. Uh, we got uh, one. Let me see here. One, two, 
three. Oh, we got three more points on this one. Uh, PayPal has locked me out. They want me to do a security challenge. <laughs> what is this? And then I got it wrong two times. Oh, I'm locked out of my account. Damn. Uh, we're going to do PayPal right now. If we want the military voice be heard, paypal.me. All right, share your success stories in the building. Uh, let's see here. Who is this? Over here. Who is this? He says it's Dempzilla. Tariq Nasheed knew Mackin didn't have longevity, so he dropped that act and started race baiting. So, I mean, I mean, yes, that's a description. I mean, you can't deny that description, but shout out to Tariq Nasheed. But again, he actually, um, and I think um, there was a known former Mac or a PIMP that goes by the name of Rosebud, who I interviewed. The show is on my Patreon. I don't know where it is. You got to dig it up. Um, the interview didn't go well because I was having audio problems, which I knew I actually found out later why there was an audio problem. I couldn't hear him, but people could hear him. I think he was drunk off the Henny. It was kind of the interview went left. All right. It was kind of like he was cussing. It was a mess. So, um, uh, but I interviewed Rosebud. He's one of my favorite people from American Pimp. But Tariq Nasheed hung around Rosebud and he became in the industry, Tariq Nasheed and became in the industry as this Mac pimp player ism, right? And he promoted that in his probably 30s or 40s. And then he dropped that because Mac and don't pay. He had to reinvent because like, you know what I mean? It, it, it Mac it in your 40s, 50s? Nah, not, not so much. I'm not trying to step on people's toes and all that, but that game is doesn't have longevity. And he figured that out. He figured that out. He 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 did a 180 and then he reinvented himself. Oh, one more thing about that. Don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. Do not be afraid to reinvent yourself. Because reinvent you got to reinvent yourself. You're going to go through several stages of life. In this life. And I've reinvented myself several times. And it's not a negative because people say you changed. God, you're supposed to change. You're not supposed to be the same people. You're not supposed to really pursue the same goals as you did in your 20s. You should be past that. Am I not wrong on this one? You should be well past those goals. So then when you get to the goals that you wanted to achieve in your 20s, now you're a new man. Now you're going to be in a new position in life. Now you're in your 30s. What goals do I want to achieve now? I'm a different person. I got to roll in a different circle. I got to roll with a different mindset. I got to go turn 180 degrees, do this now. If you're the same person in your 20s, shun, and now 40, shun, you still speak the dumb language, shun, and you're still doing well all of this, shun, and you're still whoop de whoop and the whole nine, you took a wrong turn somewhere, shun. <laughs> you took a wrong shun. You, yo, shun, you still standing shoulder to shoulder, shun? You still down at the nightclubs trying to put in game, shun? You still running game in your 40, shun? Yo, you took a wrong turn. Now, if you still run a game in your 40s because you didn't have game in your 20s and 30s, well, that makes sense. Because you know what I mean? You missed the whole party. <laughs> so now you're in your 40s, man. It's all about game, guys. If you have game, you can be like me. See, the reason why he's not successful, because he had no game. <laughs> yeah, you missed the whole party time in the 20s. You know what I mean? Yeah, so now you got to catch up. It's okay. Uh, who is this in here? We'll call you Big Carl S. Pause. He says, 
for the coffee fund coach thank you for the contribution man thank you guys who is this in here hmm what should i call it his name is we'll call you i would say is it adrius black andrus black we'll call you that he says please do not play mrs belly deli coach i beg you how's my likes let me see no not too bad all right we'll we'll skip the belly deli girl all right who is this in here? Shout out to Gemini Ryder says the Fupa print go crazy. Parabola. All right. Who is this? Justin Gonzalez, coach. Why do women protect assets more than men? Why do they protect assets? I would love to know what that means. How do they protect their assets? How do women protect assets? I mean, they protect the guy that produces assets. This is in general. And I don't want to hear about I, I do well as a I do well as a woman coach. You're talking about the straggle daggles. Uh 96% of women make one under 100 grand. 96% of women make one under grand. Uh make under 100 grand. I keep messing that up. And then also when you look at the statistics of what the average woman makes, you don't even look at you don't even need to look at the statistics. Go walk outside. <laughs> I mean, just go walk outside and see. Listen, this is in general people. All right, so a lot of people will say, well, men are struggling too. Men are in debt too. Statistically, yes, but they're less in debt. But then when you break it down by races, yeah, I mean, there, there's, I mean, it's there. So there are some men that are underachieving. But then when you go look at what women are doing in the world today, they are underachieving. It ain't even close. And I don't want to hear about no discrimination or no being held back. Most of it is by choice. I mean, I'm just telling you. So with, when you measure that, I'm like, protecting what assets? Most of them don't have much. And they'll make it be known that they don't have much, especially if you're a person that has some. And gentlemen, you don't have to have very much for them to be at your door. <laughs> so I said, it's the racism we are experiencing. So if they do, if they do, um, have an asset that they do protect it's normally somebody that's a provider right it's normally somebody that's a, a provider and they'll do what they can to keep that provider but i'm not sure what assets that they do very well in protecting other than gucci purses maybe uh shoes Um, somebody said they ignore basic math, and I won't even say basic, basic math. They ignore basic economics, and economics is where you have to understand what's going on, supply and demand. Uh, people don't know uh, supply and demand on dating apps. You just look at it and say, well, what you're demanding, there's not a full supply of. I don't know what you're doing out here. There's not a lot of men waiting to be husbands on dating apps. Supply and demand tells me. If you don't provide what men are looking for on the dating apps, you're not going to get much attention. But they don't want to give up their one thing that they actually um, they leverage or bring to the table. And then they go into the self-denial. I don't, I bring more to the table. It's just, just, it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing as a person that cares about humanity. I'm like, you're embarrassing yourself, man. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication <laughs> sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Yeah, not a lot of guys need to be husbands anymore. The need to be a husband is low. I mean, even on both sides, it's the, need to, the need to be married is low. 
you don't need to be married. Like the woman can get her own bank account. She can get her own driver's license. She can buy her own car. She can dig herself into as much debt as she wants. That was a win for women. We can we can buy our own cars and buy our own townhouses. We can buy our own stuff. And the corporation said, yeah, we'll let you do that. And you dug yourself into consumer debt. You can make dumb decisions like at 18, pile on $150,000 of student loan debt. You think that's freedom and it's slavery, but it's neither here or there. You know, line yourself up. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island topped. I've done all of that. Credit report at 580. Hey, ma'am, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what you can what what you see as freedom, the it's an illusion of freedom and men fall for these same traps, too. But also the need to be married. You don't need to get married to have sex anymore. There was a time that you needed to do that. And so trying to leverage that now is actually foolish. You need to you need to find something else to leverage. Because leveraging sex in order to get a man to commit is. That's not the marketplace. Men haven't adapted and women haven't adapted. Right. But we just don't need that anymore. There's no necessity for that. Should their society go that way? Well, if you're. If you're in it for the benefit of society. Yes. Society should go back that way. But I'm on my Thanos right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm on my Thanos. I've given up on you people. I'm ready to snap half of y'all's asses, even if I risk being me disappearing. I'm ready to disappear some people. You know what I mean? I'm I'm like, we need to trim the fat just a little bit. <laughs> Is it possible? These ham and eggers over here stealing oxygen. Forget the greater society. <laughs> some of y'all here shouldn't even be on the ride. Okay, here we go. New, 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 new world order. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, just look, the people that you trust the most, by the way, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> so I said it's worth the risk. Suddenly rising. It's worth the risk. You know what I mean? Like, you know, can we actually, is there a place we can put these people? You know, I don't know. Like in major cities where they self-destruct, that'll be a good place. Uh, Would you buy a house there? No. I don't want to live there. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble with this. By the way, if you think this is offensive, if you think this is absolutely offensive, what I would tell you is the people you trust are actually the people carrying out what this plan is. And I'm trying to tell you in your face that I would do it. New, 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 new world order. <sighs> Stuff. I'm in your face. I ain't trying to lie to you. They're lying to you. I should not, I should not rename their names. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> All right. Anyway, don't let me get a hold of this ship. I'll be like, hi, is everybody? Uh, if everybody would stare over here in this direction for one second. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, no. oh man do i mean these things that i say this is an edutainment show i'm just letting you know this is for purely edutain edutainment purposes only i have to put that up there you know what but this is the perfect time to put the disclosure up why don't we i don't promote hate or harm of anyone of anyone especially ham and eggers you know stop sniggling uh based on gender relationship status race or class 
here I'm just promoting healthy choices for, you know, specifically men and lifestyle finances and whatnot. <laughs> oh, man. If everyone over here can follow the light, I'll escort you. There'll be free chicken and watermelon. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, no, this is just terrible. Okay, there'll be watercress and crackers and all kind of box wine, cat food. Your dog will be happy. Follow. Oh, man. But you know what? You don't even have to do this now. I mean, people are Thanos snapping you now. You know, they actually have you guys out there. Are you not entertained? They got you distracted, sideshow. He says, don't forget about, yeah, I got to get the box wine. Party girls, here's an Instagram. You can actually record yourself being snapped out. Uh, Gemini Rider, he says, stay thirsty, my simps. Hashtag the most interesting man in the world. Yes, indeed. Stay thirsty, my simps. All right, we got a couple more, and then we'll get back. Uh, I think this is Lucifer Ratzinger, right? I believe it is. He says, facts, coach. Shout out to Tariq Nasheed. That's my guy. Hey, that was a co-sponsor, too. Appreciate you. Actually, understand what Tariq Nasheed's doing, right? Um, I'm not against what he's doing. I'm, I don't agree with all the time with what he's talking about, but it is what it is. I mean, I know him. I've known. I don't know him personally, but I've known he's been, he's been in the game 30 years meaning social media type content. He's been doing this before there was social media platforms, right? He actually actually had to go out to media uh, people in the industry, which if you understand the industry, it's not easy to do, but you have to be a certain type to be put on television, right? He had to actually do it like that. And then he's, been, and then he's still relevant. That's pretty impressive. That, that shows you his drive and his determination because a lot of people give up they get a little bit of success and they give up. Hey, this is a perfect time to bring up this point because this is the show. A perfect time to bring up this point. What is it that you're chasing? Is it a number? I want to I want to make 50k. I want to make 100k. Or you might say I want to be I want to have a million dollars in net worth. Okay. Many times you won't have a million dollars liquid, but maybe you want to be a person that has a million dollar liquid. I mean, I don't know why you would do that necessarily but maybe you do are you chasing a number the important part guys is if you're chasing a number and you hit that number now what because many of you will find out that it's easy to hit that number the number you think is almost impossible you'll hit it now what are you going to keep going i know a lot of people here on youtube hit their number and then all of a sudden they start producing less content or the content stops being as hard hitting they start getting passive they start getting lazy. Um, they start taking shortcuts. And then they go back and revert to the very thing that got them in trouble, which most of the time were bad relationships. And then they imprison themselves again. They imprison themselves back into the very thing that got them to produce the hard-hitting content the first time. You'll see them go into relaxation mode because they hit the number. Then you hit the number and then you have no means to drive or you have to reset your goal. And then you're like, oh, I just don't have the energy. I'm comfortable. You'll blow your load. And you'll say, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I necessarily don't have a number anymore. What I'm looking for is I'm looking for power. <laughs> oh, boy. And this is what people don't get about people who have this passion. Uh, they may make money. 
right? And you see these guys. Why are these people making more money? Aren't they greedy? These people are evil and they're despicable. Well, what you don't understand is once you have enough money, money is no longer the goal. Money is no longer the goal. You know what it is? It's power. It's legacy. It's being able to be somewhat um, somewhat eternal or immortal, somewhat to be able to dictate and have power. So that's what they chase. And sometimes that's where I find myself chasing. I'm going, okay, yeah, money is nice, but I want to be able to walk into a Vegas casino and they say, hey, Mr. Adams, sir, thank you for returning. This is your room. The ladies are upstairs. You can you can initiate orgy and then come back down, go to the rooms where you peons never get to go, and you're cavorting with the elites of the world here. New 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 world order. And you're moving peons around like chess pieces. All right, look at these ham and eggers, mouth breathers over here, wasting their time at the five nickel slot over here, having fun. Here you go. Let's move these around over there. Oh, look at them. They moved around exactly how I thought they would. They're chasing the shiny object. Look at them moving to machine to machine. <laughs> That's kind of what I live for. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, all right, where's the real fun in life? So you guys think you guys do your cities when you come in town. I went to LA. I went to Miami. And you checked in at the Red Roof Inn in the Best Western. And you $50 a night did your way to fun. I don't want to live like that. I want to be able to have a reception. They roll out the red carpet and then I walk beyond the velvet rope into the entry of power. <laughs> That's what I'm chasing out here. And the money is inconsequential at some particular point, although I love money too. But I love what it gives me the opportunity to do. I love to be able to pass things on to my son. This is the blue chip mindset. I love to put him in a better position. And then when I'm in my 50s and 60s, I can look at my son and say, I put him in a better position. And now he's able to take that to the next level. Some children don't want that in life and they will choose to be average. You can't help them. <laughs> but some people don't get that about people. And then they say, they, this person made an extra 50 million. Do you think they counted that 50 million? It was inconsequential. What can I do with that 50 million? Now, that is where the real power lies. That's where the real power lies. And that's why I wake up every day. And I say, this is a long-term game. This is why I get what I get on YouTube, and I'm never distracted by it. I get set back. Okay, that was okay. Some haters choose to hate. Eh, who cares about that? See, if you need to go back and deal with stuff like that, somebody talks negatively about you, you're like, <laughs> when you're chasing a goal, you would never go back and even acknowledge or even bring their name up. You're like, really? But a sign of weakness is a person that is ahead of you. And then you say something about that person and that person of ahead of you turns around and they come back and acknowledge you. That shows you a person in great weakness. They have no goals. They have nothing to aspire to. Aspire. You be like, hater going, hate. who gives a damn? If you ain't got no haters, you ain't doing nothing in life. You never acknowledge anybody that's behind you that got something silly to say. You never do it. That is a sign of strength. Sign of weakness is to acknowledge them. Giving you guys some real game around here. <laughs> anyway, next point to be made here.
Let me see here. And then going back to the point, this is why I always say men in their 20s have to understand that women in their 20s have accomplished absolutely nothing in life. Many of the things that they have accomplished, they have give, have been given it or they've seen other people live it. They haven't lived it. So why listen to them? Because that is not your purpose. That is not your thing. That is not your mission. That is not what you're trying to get. You're not trying to be triumphant in those areas. But a lot of us take it because we have thin skin. We want to impress these women. When you get older, you'll look back at them and you'll say, wow, I used to listen to that person. I used to listen to her opinion of me. I used to actually value her opinion of me. Now, as a 40-something-year-old man, she might look at me and say, you're nothing to me. And I will say, likewise. <laughs> okay? You would be useful for me, but you're nothing to me. I know this is a little heavy. It is not out of hate. It is not out of spite. But it is the reality of it. If I'm 40 and I'm looking at somebody that's 25, 26, 27, I know she hasn't accomplished much. And I know if she doesn't act right now, she's not going to accomplish anything. It's all downhill from here. So if she's not on her game, she has no business being around me. And she has no value to me or she has no valuable opinion to me, but she can live her life. But a lot of you guys are distracted by these people. Let's get to the next point. All right, I said I was going to say that. Okay, the reason why you're not where you need to be. All right, I got to type this in the banner. No work ethic. Oh, this is a big one. No work ethic. Okay, no work ethic. This is tough, man. Uh, people think they have a work ethic, but I think ultimately people are lazy. It is the natural position of people in this world to be absolutely lazy. Let's just say you had predicted, you have predictable steps. There was somebody that told you exactly how to do it. Most people will go and do it just for a little bit. And if it doesn't start working immediately, they will revert back into their laziness. And laziness and sloth is definitely some of the set, uh, debits, uh, seven deadly sins in our country. But people want to be rewarded for doing the bare minimum. But the bare minimum is a part of the steps. You have to be able to do the bare minimums consistently to be able to be successful with anything. And I don't think people have the wherewithal. They don't have the drive. They don't have the passion. They don't have the ambitions to do so. Same thing with people working out. Same thing with, with people eating and they try a diet. What about the paleo diet? What about this diet? What about that diet? This shows that they have no consistency, no determination, no structure, no work ethic, no discipline. This is the reason why you haven't started living the life that you want to live. It takes great discipline. It takes great discipline. Not only that, it takes great discipline to know what to eliminate in your life. And, of course, the ham and eggers are going to come in here. Coach, you missing out. You missing out on the weed. You missing out on the women. You missing out on the nights out on the town. You missing out on the straggle daggles. I'm not missing out on them. Those people have no value. None of those things have any value to me. Nor have I ever heard somebody say, I've become successful because of women. The reason why I'm successful is because I smoked the weed out. The reason why I'm successful is behind this eight ball glass of alcohol. Now, if you're a rapper, might be successful for smoking a weed out. But I rarely hear those become the recipe for success. I often hear the elimination of those things becomes the recipe for success. But most people aren't willing to do it. Most people let those vices hold on to them. And then those vices oftentimes give you less um, ambition. They give you less drive. 
they kill your work ethic. They kill your work ethic. You stay out late at night. When are you going to wake up? 11 a.m., noon, 1. I've already worked. I've already worked or I've already been productive. Let's just say it's not work because work is now an evil word to lazy people. I've already been productive for some five, six, seven hours already. I've already kicked your ass. And I know by the time 9 p.m. rolls around, you're not going to be productive. You're going to go celebrate with the rest of the ham and eggers. So don't tell me you're staying up late, going to be productive. Not so much. And not only that, by the time you even get going, I'm going to start keep kicking your ass. All right? That's what I'm going to do. As a result, you'll start to get successful. But I really think, man, people really don't have a work ethic. They don't have a drive. Um, and sometimes you're rewarded for this mediocrity. You're rewarded for this mediocrity, meaning you can qualify for social benefits in which you steal from the people in society that are productive, and you call it, hey, free money. When the intent of that free money was to get you on your feet so you could start being productive. Unfortunately, people miss that part. And they say, well, these people already have enough money. They should be able to give it down to me. These people are the parasites and the leeches of our world. And when they are called such, they are offended. Or they say they are owed whatever they're that's stealing from people. Oh, they won't miss it. It's just an extra bottle of liquor. Oh, they won't miss it. It's just an extra pack of my, uh, Black and Milds. They won't miss it. It's just the extra pack of Hostess Twinkie Cupcakes. Oh, this music artist won't miss it if I steal his music and make an extra CD or dub it or copy it or duplicate it or steal it. They won't miss it. They don't need it anyway. And I can't afford it, so I'm just going to steal it because I have zero work ethic. Not only that, I've never produced anything in my life, so I don't understand the impact of stealing. See, when you produce stuff, you know the impact of stealing. If everybody was stealing my book or somebody just said, I'm going to just give it out to free for free and I don't get paid from it. Now, because I produce something, I understand the impact of stealing. But when you never produce something and you're a consumer, a.k.a. a parasite or a leech, you don't know the impact of stealing. So when you're stealing, you believe you're owed it. That's why you don't have any work ethic because you're rewarded for mediocrity. Not even mediocrity. You're rewarded for being below average. Blame your parents. Let's go to the next point. <laughs> Blame your parents. All right, I'll get a little bit more positive. Anybody want some positivity? Anybody want positivity? All right, let's go back to being positive. Uh, let's see, the, the next reason why you're not living the life that you want to live, I know I told you about yourself. You can't get the monkey off your back. All right, there's a monkey on your back. And the monkey is attached to your shoulders. And every now and then the monkey comes to this side of your ear and the monkey starts telling you about yourself. You can't do it. You don't deserve this. You're owed this. You're entitled to this. Just sit around and wait for it. And you tell the monkey to get back. Hey, I got some plans. I got a direction. The monkey will come back to this side of your ear and tell you about yourself. Hey, you know what? 
Go have some fun. Go celebrate mediocrity. Go act like you're having fun when you're actually out there miserable. Go do some drugs. Okay, don't get up early in the morning. Make an excuse to get up early in the morning. Hit the snooze button on the alarm clock. Ah, don't go to bed early. Go look at the blue light on your phone and see if anybody's entertaining you on social media. Answer every reply. Comment on every comment. <laughs> As you guys know, I just don't. I'm a horrible commenter. I'm a horrible uh I'm a horrible direct messenger. Feel guilty about it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'll go, let's see who in, uh DM me. I'm like, holy shit. These people probably think I'm a jerk. Probably think I'm arrogant. Some sort of fascist. <laughs> so um anyway. If you've ever messaged me, you know, but uh, you got to get the monkey off your back because the monkey on your back is going to tell you not to do exactly what you need to do. The monkey on your back is not doing you any favors. You ever hear somebody say, I got to get the monkey off my back. The monkey off your back's dead weight could be a woman in your life, could be a man in your life, could be your parents. It could be your friendship circle. It could be the people that are the oxygen stealers of the world who you let behind your velvet rope. Those people are the monkeys on your back. So you tell these people, which I tell you, never tell your people, never let them know your next move. So here it is. You're going to tell people, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a fantastic idea. What I'm going to do is X, Y, and Z. And you lay out your plan in front of non, um, in front of leeches and parasites. Let's just call them that. You tell the leeches and the parasites your plan. They're looking at you as if you're speaking a foreign language. They look at you like you're speaking as a nuclear physicist. They don't know what you're talking about. They've never accomplished these things. They might have had these things in mind, but they don't know one step. Neither do they know someone in society that has these steps. So what are they going to do? They're going to talk you out of it. They're going to talk you out of it. They're going to say, what? I don't know what you're talking about. No, that seems impossible. Nobody from here has ever done any of that. Nobody from Tupelo, Mississippi has ever accomplished anything like that. What are you talking about? You know what you should do. That's what they'll say. You know what you should do. Now, you're going to take these people's advice. They've accomplished absolutely nothing. You know what you should do? You should do X, Y, and Z. If you want to be a personal trainer, you should be a personal trainer at the YMCA. You know what you should do? You should do boot camps in the park. I saw somebody. He was doing boot camps in the park. He had 20 people. Then the sprinklers got turned on. Right. Well, like, what do you mean? That's what he did. That doesn't mean he's successful. Do you think he's successful? Yeah, he charged everybody five dollars to be there. Let me count that up. Twenty times five. He made a hundred dollars. <laughs> Sound like he lost to me. Don't quit your job. Your job is bringing in thirty thousand dollars guaranteed. And you got benefits. Never try to do something like that. You get thirty thousand dollars a year from your job and benefits. <laughs> How fantastic. Never quit anything like that. Just keep plugging away. And one day you won't be flipping burgers. One days they'll put you on fries. Just do that. Never leave that. Don't take a risk. Well, if you don't have any overhead, you don't have any children, you don't have a wife, you don't have a parasite, might as well give it a try. If you have those things, well, you're going to have to question whether you're willing to do that. Do you believe in yourself? Do you invest in yourself? 
See, most people don't invest in themselves. They call me up, coach, what should I invest in? And I say, yourself. That's the first thing you should invest in, yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself until you have enough money and direction in a circle that lets you know what to invest in. Because their circle, once you start investing in yourself and they see you're investing in yourself, your circle is going to say, you know what? Invest in this. <laughs> but some of you people don't know your worth, so you're not willing to invest in yourself. Right? So get the monkey off your back. Try not to let this monkey constantly reappear and appear. It might be your subconscious. It might be people that may judge you. Some of you have a fear of losing people. You know, you have one-itis when it comes to people. Um, I'm not a fear. I'm not afraid to lose people, right? As you can tell. And they'll say you'll be lonely. Ham and, ham and Eggers are lonely. They constantly need to be in the company of people who never replenish them, never edify them, as long as they're here. As long as you're around, it's enough. I tend to be not as lonely. I can get lost in myself very well. And if I'm in a drought, I always know. Here we go. School squashy. Or I always know there's a hungry young lady around. Hungry like the werewolf of London. I tend to not get lonely in that aspect. There's, pretty, there's plenty of things that I have here. I mean, I can really get myself and self-indulge pretty well. But some people need the company of people, and that's not a negative. That's a quality about yourself. But sometimes these people are sometimes, sometimes these people do not accomplish what they need to because that's constantly that monkey on their back telling them to not do as much or making them feel guilty. And um, with that being said, with that being said, get the monkey off your back. All right. Try not to get them to, uh, to, to self-talk you out of the things that you need to do in life. Or try not to let them be average. Let me see if there's one more point. Uh, that's the same thing, worrying about what others say about you. You know, the, the, most, of the, most of the loudest voices are in the cheap seats. We've heard these quotes before. People in the front row rarely ever screaming at the players and coaches um, on the floor. And I know this as a coach. They used to say, don't have rabbit ears when I used to coach. So some coaches get rabbit ears and there's fans or there's detractors sitting high up in the damn rafters in the cheap seats telling you how much you suck. Right. And they have a right to do that. They bought the ticket and it comes with the territory. You have to you have to deal with stuff like that. Do you have thick enough skin to not be distracted? By those things, we used to tell the players, worry about everything inside of the lines. Everything outside of the lines don't matter during game time. So there's often every game has a boundary line. Every only thing that matters is what's in that boundary line. Everything else outside of that does not matter. And the people that are the loudest, the people are the biggest detractors, are oftentimes way outside of that boundary line because they live cheaply, right? It's okay. But try not to worry too much about what those people are thinking. Or many of those times, those people are trying to distract you from what you have going on. This is why I've only done one response video ever in my life here on YouTube. I've been here damn near four years. Now I've done some sneak dissing, but I've never, ever gone back, put somebody on the thumbnail that said this about me. Like, why would I worry about that? And people are always wanting, you You need to get back at them, coach. I was like, no, I don't. 
if they name ain't Logan Paul, if their name ain't PewDiePie, if they subscriber base don't have 3.2 million next to it, it would be a waste of my time. And it would only reward them. <laughs> it would only reward them, right? That's a reward for them. It wouldn't be a reward for me. And it would keep up the ignorance that sometimes plagues young men in our community. And it would be a bad example for a man of my ilk, for a man of means, to demonstrate that quality. It would be actually a bad thing for me to demonstrate that quality. Right? It would show me that I'm actually a fraud out here. And so if you're listening to fraudulent people bicker back and forth like they're fifth grade women, you're listening to the wrong men. You're listening to a man that has lost his way. You're listening to a man that has no mission, Pat, beyond the mission that he's already accomplished. He's accomplished everything that he thought he could do in his life, and now he's lost, and he needs direction. I'm here to give you that direction. I'm here to say there's something bigger than where you even are right now. If you're listening to me and you have a million dollars liquid, there's something bigger. If you're listening to me right now and you just hit the 100K mark, there's something bigger. If you're listening to me and you've slept with the 200th woman, 200th, yes, I said it. You slept with the 200th woman and you always wanted to sleep with 200 women and you finally did it. There's something bigger in life. I keep telling you there's something bigger than game. Game is not it. Game is for lost souls. You want power. You want power. You do not want game. Game is for lames. And I will keep saying it to the damn cows come home. Game is for losers. It's for broke people. It's for shortcutters. It's for people who can't accomplish everything. It's for people who are lost and misguided and undecided about life. It's for men who are trying to cheat the system. It's for people with no direction. I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. The day for game has died. It's over. It's a monetized game and everything's monetized. Every time you go to the store, everything's monetized. Every time you go to a restaurant, everything's monetized. You can't watch YouTube without watching a commercial. It's monetized. You used to be able to watch YouTube for free. Not anymore. You can't even scroll Instagram without seeing an ad every third post. You can't see anything without no damn money being involved. So the reality is when it comes to these American modern women, pay the money and keep it moving. I am a nasty woman. <laughs> anyway, that was my last preaching. I had to end with the crescendo like the fireworks on 4th of July. Let's get to the con. Contribut contributors here gamer for people who are still lost and they don't realize it's 2022 gamer for old men in their 40s to run around like they're successful with instruments in the background act like they're successful with women and they're married for 35 years shit it's a selling point at this particular point and it has nothing to do with adding quality to your life the numbers game is this. There's only 10% of the women that are highly attractive and they are part of the community, meaning they're bought and paid for. They're sold on the marketplace. They're leased out. If you ever wanted a highly attractive woman, they're leased out. If you think you got a highly attractive woman, you didn't get one. You got one that is highly attracted in your area. 
you're a big fish in a small pond. Try working this game in major cities. You're going to fall flat on your face. Okay, You can have game in Tupelo, Mississippi, but once you come out here in the big leagues, that's the numbers game. There's not that many attractive women on earth, and don't believe you're going to be her first or her last. Mm. Pay up. Pay up. <laughs> you want to be married for 45 years and act like you're out here running game? Go ahead, but keep fooling yourself. You want to fool yourself and trick yourself and lie to yourself? You go ahead and do that. Mislead yourself. You want to do that? Go ahead. But on this, on this one, we don't lie to ourselves over here. <laughs> you can lie to yourself if you want. But we don't lie to men over here. All right. <laughs> Take your ass to the basketball court and go shoot some hoops. Take your ass to the gym. Instead of telling me about all the fat girls that you lying with and statistically, numerically, you're lying with them. Instead of telling me how good you are on that one, let's lay out your portfolio and see where you at. Let's see where you at. Let's see where your goals are. Do you have a one, three, or five-year plan? I don't care about all these buck-tooth women that you're messing with. And guys, statistically, that's who you're messing with. Don't lie to me. There's not that many attractive women on earth. And I know where you live. Tell me where you live. You're not getting attractive women. You're getting loose straggle-daggles, easy layups. And you're patting yourself on the back as if you had game. Guys, that didn't require no game. All that was was a numbers game. You found the buck tooth women that was willing to lie down with you because if you didn't talk to her, I would have got her. She was going to lie down with, with whoever gave her enough attention. But I'm going to tell you something. You didn't accomplish nothing. You accomplishing nothing. I see you guys out here. I'm <laughs> Let me tell you something. You act like I don't see you. I see you. I see who you're walking around with. I see who you're parading around here as successful. Don't lie to me. Statistically, you're not getting attractive women. <laughs> you're getting people that you won't, don't want to be seen with in broad daylight. You're getting older women. You're getting leftover washed up. Single mothers, stop lying to me. I see you out here, guys. And I see who's at the nightclub. It's not impressive. Because if you ain't in the VIP, you're messing with knock-kneed, buck-eyed, bug-eyed. <laughs> I see you. And what we don't do over here is lie. So if we want to be truthful, shout out to the nasty boys. And I also see you paying for women. So stop it. I don't pay. Well, I do pay for this, and I do live with them. I do cohabitate, and I do this, but I don't pay. Are we going to keep playing this game? Are we going to keep playing this game? I see you. I got multiple wives, but I don't pay. Paying is the worst, but I take them on dates. I like to entertain, but I don't pay. I got good nice clothes and suits and Gucci gator shoes and all of that stuff, but I don't pay. See, we don't do all that over here. 
you're paying like everybody else. And got, let me tell you, some of your dating coaches are paying outright, direct to the hand, right to the palm. <laughs> and then they come on and they fire up their stream, talk about how much game they got. Guys, I got proof. But that's neither here or there. Right? And I saw somebody name somebody in here. I'm on this person's side on this one. They pay. And they've been paying for years. Oh, they do. And they've been paying for years. And there's plenty of evidence to provide this. There's plenty of evidence to show you. <laughs> I ain't trying to throw third on names, but I'm just letting you know here. You can deal with the liars and the frauds, or you can deal with CGA, because I'm going to tell you where it is. I'm going to tell you where it is. He says, not me. I'm pulling dimes out here. Shout out to who is this in here? Jay Willie Will in the building for the sponsorship today. Speaking of pain, he says, tuition, any plans for another 304's winning episode? Maybe we'll bring in um, Ramil. Where's Ramil? I know he doesn't watch content, but I know Mr. Palmer and me and Mr. Palmer are friends and whatnot. He says, macaroni, Tony, and them. Uh, we might have to bring in Ramil, and we can really go back and forth and think about if 304's are winning. From my perspective, I think what happens is when people are saying 304s are winning, I think the bar is low. And I understand the point, right? So they'll say if 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 they don't get it from you, they'll find a simp, right? I don't look at that as a win, but I get the point. Or if if you don't support them, they'll go to the government and they'll get on welfare. Some young men might see that as a win. I see that as a loss. I see that as them having to go back and depend it on the simp is going to be a loss for them. Like you can be with somebody that's going to give you direction or you can be with a simp. And I ultimately think while she might get supported, she's not going to be happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> she neither would be happy with you. That's neither here or there. But she's, again, I think when women depend on simp, that's like when men depend on game. It's the same thing to me. It's the exact same thing to me. Men that depend on game are like women that depend on sims, right? It's a manipulation tactic that ultimately in the long term is going to be a loss. In the short term, you might think you're winning. So the woman will say, I got me a man. I got me a simp. Yeah, but I'm not enthusiastic about his handsome ass. But I still get benefits from him and blah, blah, blah. And I'll live up under him and I'll let that man raise my kids. In the long term, that's a loss. Just like dudes that run game. What are you going to do this all your life? <laughs> okay, you're going to keep replacing women and sourcing them and having your rotation and running up on straggle daggles and hiding women and boning fat women and trying to get the eight, trying to get the eight, trying to get the eight, trying to get the eight. You're going to keep doing this? <laughs> That's a win. So I look at what um, I look at what women are doing when you say they're winning. I think the bar is low. The bar is super low. They are, women are hungry out here. Women are hungry. They starving, just like these starving wannabe Max. They starving, 
for validation from women. Just like these women out here, they starving, guys. Do you realize, listen, just look at your own life. I want you to look at your own life. Your own life financially, right now with 9% inflation, we're all like, damn. We all are like, whew. We all go to the gas tank, uh, gas station, $100 to fill up our Nissan Altima. Now I want you to think about women financially. They are already behind the eight ball financially, whether it's for whatever reason they want to admit to or not admit to. They're behind the eight ball financially. If they're under 30, they're really behind the eight ball financially. So you cannot tell me, bro, they ain't hurting out here. They're hurting more than everybody else. And there's plenty of articles that will say that women are most affected by this, most affected by the lockdown, most affected by the pandemic, most affected by the inflation. They'll even admit it. So what I'm saying is not out of hate. They're struggling out here. They cannot make their obligations. The vast majority, I'm talking about 70%, maybe 80%. They cannot meet their obligations. How is that a win? And they having to slurp all on older men right now. Or they're having to live with parents, live up under boyfriends. They're absolutely having to marry simps. And if they're a single mom, how they making it, bro? I don't think they're winning. The rents are going up. They're not coming back down. The ability to own a home is going up. Used cars are almost impossible to get. Some of these people are ignorant about that. I'm going to give you a used car. No, you ain't. Not, not the one you want. Not the one you, uh, not your dream car. Not at this particular point. So what, what I'm saying is, I think when we talk about three or fours and winning, I think the bar is low. And I think the bar is low because your bar is low. And that may be because you're young. Or that may be because of the community you're in. You know, your environment might be, the perspective is, you know, you live around straggle daggles and you might see them, you know, getting dropped off after they've been running around being a lot lizard. And they had to slurp all on whatever they need to slurp on to make it through the week. I don't know if that's a win. I think that's a loss. Just to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, do men have, see that this is where they also get it as a win because men can't do that, right? So when we're short on money, we actually have to start working. We can't say, I'm going to get into a relationship to prevent myself from an economic crash of epic proportions. I can't say I'm going to go be a lot lizard or a street walker. I can't open up an OnlyFans. By the way, OnlyFans for most women is a dying breed. Are we still listening? OnlyFans for most OnlyFans people, strippers. Um, even girls, sugar babies, it's dying out. Some women are winning, right? Some girls come in and they make a fast money and a fast dollar. But the average regular girl, they're not able to survive anymore. This is the, the money, the market's too tight. It, it's too tight. So they're going to meet that system again. It's kind of like game again. It's short term. Yes, it's a win. But long term, it's a fat L. If you follow that uh, format, same thing with OnlyFans, they're going to get some money up front. But at the at the end, they've actually sold their soul in order to make it through three years. They sold their soul. And they sold their imagery and their likeness. Now they can never call that back. 
They can never call that back, but they survived three years during the pandemic. Yeah, the market's too oversaturated. This is, again, not understanding supply and demand. They've oversaturated the dating apps. They've oversaturated the OnlyFans. They've oversaturated Instagram. Like, you will go through Instagram, and they will suggest videos. I'm like, how many girls got their ass out? Like, it's almost pathetic at this point. I mean, not that I'm not enjoying every time that that pops up. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. But then you look and say, wow. They've actually literally oversaturated the market. I don't know how they can all capitalize on this. There's no possible way. And then that aspect, their short-term gain is a long-term loss. Your short-term short game is a long-term loss. And um, then you look at, at how, you know, everybody that you see doing it in your circle, friendship-wise, you look and say, damn, I remember you pathetically tried to put yourself out there as another ass booty model, and you look pathetic. It's sad. But as a win, not so much. Shout out to Mr. We'll call you Mr. Marcus to protect you. He says, new to the channel, but I got money. For some reason, it didn't go all the way through. We got a guy says, no government name. We'll call you King. A shout out to you. Thank you, man. Um. Christian says, did you hear about Hunter Biden and his niece? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm a little bit afraid to even investigate into that story. But um, the difference between the conspiracy theory and truth is two years. People have warned you about this. People have warned you about any of these, any of these everything. Remember when Lolita Island or Lolita Express was a conspiracy theory? You remember that? Remember that? Remember people were like, there's an island where there's young girls and everybody's like, no, they're not. <laughs> Somebody said he got her pregnant. He got his niece pregnant. This is an allegation. He got her. He got his niece pregnant. So, um, yeah, there was a time where people used to say, yeah, there's this island and celebrities and the elite go there. People are like, that's that's just. <laughs> I guarantee three years later. It was exposed to be true. And we were like, what? And then they started naming names. People started getting deleted, suicided. People started disappearing. People started going to prison. And we were like, and guess what? By the time we figure out what the truth is whether it was conspiracy theory or whatever, pure conjecture. We would, we actually are desensitized to the impact of what that truth really was. And then you shut it off as because you can't deal with it. And what we do is we shade. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to ask questions when they start saying, name the list. New, 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 new world. Well, I don't want to name the list. I don't really want to name the people. And then you see the list. Well, I really don't want to believe. Not all the people that went there were actually doing. This is human nature. This is human nature. And it's kind of a sad human nature because we want to say, we want to hold people accountable for these dastardly things. I have a higher, more high ground. But when it's time to lay out the penalty, you don't want to do it. When it's time to fight and take a stand, eh, I'll go back 
to stealing oxygen. I'll go out back to my normal average existence. Yeah, when the truth comes out, you don't want to deal with the truth because many, many times you deny it to be true. <laughs> it's, it's sad. It's too much to handle. And you go, well, you know, that's what they did. And I don't really want to know about it. Because some people you like participated in it or at least were present. It's kind of like when your friends, your girlfriend's friend says, uh, or your girlfriend herself says, if I ever found out anyone was cheating, I would surely tell them about it. Then she finds out somebody she knows is cheating. Guess what she does? She don't tell. She finds out her best friend is cheating on her husband. She finds out or she's cheating on her husband. She protects her best friend that cheats on her husband. Now she quiet as a church mouse. She quiet as a church mouse pissing on cop. People are full of BS. They never go out and say, I'll knock on the husband's door when I find out my best friend's cheating on him. Never. And they go back to, you know who's on my stream right now? New, 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 new world order. <laughs> so people are full of bull crap. That's what I understand about life. And it's hard for me to trust people because I've seen people say what they was going to do. But then when it was time to show up and pay the piper, they got quiet. <laughs> but I'm out here talking about it. Right? I'm out here using my voice. So I ain't a hypocrite. <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what I mean? What do you tell people? That's why I can't trust people. All right, where are we at here? Jorge C. Morning, coach. Uh, he says, morning coffee, CGA. The blue chip mindset is where it's at. Once you free yourself of the people you don't need, you will be able to achieve. He said, that's 100%. Discipline, commitment, and accountability to yourself. Getting ready to purchase my retirement home. Away from home. Keep preaching, CDA. CGA. CGA. Congratulations for you, man. When you have the right mindset, you don't fall for the baloney. Pony. Baloney pony. Pause. I got a couple more, man. Uh, Andrew says, Coach, if you knocked up a straggle and flee the state and go ghost, can you evade child support or do they track you down, Sean? <laughs> All right. All right. Shout, shout out to the dudes that want to inseminate straggles. I mean, that seems to be a popular thing to do. I'm like, how y'all all not pulling out? You kind of see who the woman is. And then she running around there with three babies. You like none of y'all pulled. Okay. Um, you cannot, you can, uh, you can evade only so much. If they have your social security number or a previous address that you've been known to use and they're able to actually mail it, um, stuff to you or get in contact with you or process serve you and you'll eventually get caught. So, um, what you don't want to do is accept any mail. Obviously, try to avoid any mail service from child support, avoid any process serving from child support or any legal. Look. That's how you're going to get away with it. If they happen to manage to get your Social Security or a previously known address in which you do not respond to any mail service, you're going to be in trouble. They're going to catch your ass. And when they catch you, you're in the trap. OK, um, try not to give people if you're if you want to do this. <laughs> If you want to do this, um, try not to give people your full first and last name. If you, if they find out your full first and last name and able to track down your social, 
Rapsky. So the, the only possible thing you could do, and some states have reciprocity with other states, meaning you guys know states, states' rights and states' laws matter. So one state could protect you from another state because there's no reciprocity. But if a state says, we'll work with you in tracking down whoever you're trying to track down and they catch you, it's kind of like you'll be transported back there to the other state. But women can run away with your children more than you can run away from child support. I want you to think long and hard about what I just said. Women are more capably and the state is more culpable in helping your baby mama run away with your children than you are able to run away from child support. Think about this, gentlemen. Think about how this game works. The state will aid in a bet in the woman committing the crime of removing the paternal rights of the father. They'll protect her from that, and they'll act ignorant. Well, we don't do that. All we do is debt collect. We don't have any idea of how you ration out your parenting time. They'll act ignorant in that vein, but they'll try to catch your ass and make sure you pay your debts. And they'll work overtime trying to do it. <laughs> Try not to inseminate people who you do not want to have long-term relationships. My man will call you Nasad. He says, uh, for the coffee fun, headed to Panama tomorrow to clap some junior college chicas. Free agent for life. Keep spreading the message, coach. Cue Uncle Earl up for me. I got money. By the way, man. Uh, our world is very full of the Latina women of the world. Man, I'm going to tell you, South America, Central America, um, they have a very wealthy portfolio of available women. Just be careful. <laughs> if you ever wanted to get your feel for Central American women or South American women, they are provided in ample loads to us in the Western Hemisphere. If you get what I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere, man. Like you cannot get enough of them. Like if you like chicas and bonitas and mamacitas and senoritas, they're everywhere, bro. <laughs> Sometimes they're in dangerous places though. So be careful. <laughs> if they're in a dangerous place, like you got to like move around, you know what I mean? Like somewhere. <laughs> You can't be like, bro, like, why are they always in the dangerous places? Like, they always somewhere where, you know, the uh, cartel be hanging around. Shout out to the cartel. I don't want no problems here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to get messed up if I repeat that comment. Oh, my gosh. Who treats, the, who treats men the best? We, should we do a show on this later? Which race of women treats their men the best? I just came up with that. We're going to do that show later today. There's a lot of other stuff that I got to accomplish today in terms of content. Thanks for people who are emailing me articles and whatnot. What race of women? We got to come back to this. I've done a great show on races of women because I've been actually been able to partake in several ethnic groups. So I have an opinion on this. Which race of women? Treats their men the best. You know what we'll do? We'll do a poll right now. I got to respond. Let me see. Treats their women, their men the best. This is going to be a great show. Uh, let's do a poll because I see people putting them in there. 
I'll do a quick poll. So that's going to be our source of information here. Uh, what race of women? I mean, the sister's about to be upset. Let me sing a song to you before we do the poll. Sister, you've been on, on my mind. All right. What race of women treats their men the best? Guys, this is a select sample. Let, sisters, don't be mad if it don't come out the way you want. All right. Uh, let's do Asians. Latinas, Latinas. Uh, we'll call them Europeans. All right. We call them, let's call them Caucasoids. Caucasian. The Caucasian persuasion. Um, Middle Eastern. Oh, damn. I only got four slots. Oh, we got to keep out the Middle Easterns. That means everybody from Middle East and on. And we'll go with sisters. All right. Poll is coming up. Who should be Eastern European? We'll put them with Caucasian. Anybody Eastern European, Western European, they're all the same for now. Although they're different, they're the same. All right. So anyway, and most of the time, let's talk about in America, not abroad, not Philippines, not the ones in America. All right, here we go. Which race of women treat treats their men the best? All right. I'm starting problems. Man, sisters, do not know Africans. No Africans. We're not going to include the Africans, just the ones in America, even if they're in, if they're African, right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're going to see what's up here. And by the way, this is the, this is the chat's in, uh, input here. I only have four slots. I only have four slots. So I would love to actually add more. <laughs> Somebody said none if they're in America. Oh, Okay, but still, some one of them treats their men the best. All right, who's winning? Uh, Latinas and Asians. Oh, white and sisters, man. White women and sisters, y'all getting crushed right now. We need to come back. Kaylee, Kaylee, make a comeback. Coach, my answer isn't on there. Who is it then? Who is it? All right, uh, people are saying they're wrong. The, hey, the Latina brothers, the, the lighter shade of brown brothers is like, what y'all talking about? <laughs> All right. This is for the raza. All right. Where are we at here? <laughs> Y'all some crazy beat. Shout out to Moose Hepner. He says, I heard you say on the stream that someone donated to the show. Which stock? How can we do that? I think that's awesome that we can do that for you. Hopefully it will pay off in the future. I think you can do it on Cash App. But I don't know quite how to accept it. So people that keep doing it, I don't know how to accept it. I I press all these things and they're like, put your pin number in. And I'm always like, what is this? Okay, so that's that. We're getting closer to the end of the show. Sorry, we're getting close. I know it's getting too long. SAU has this to say. He says, coach, uh, once you understand this stuff, the nightclub thing is so pathetic. He says, never in the history of the world, high value women have been on their... Um, he says only 304s. And I think that, that I think they kind of admit that when you go to bars and clubs, you scrape up drunk women. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh. Yeah, when you get a little bit wherewithal, the nightclub thing means nothing. Like I would not go to a nightclub unless I had VIP. And the bottle services girls in the black dresses, the black shorts dresses was was coming through. And I had and I had girls dancing on a pole right in my section. 
and I was popping bottles or like, I would not go stand in line. You know what I mean? Pay $20 for the cover, walk in with my drink, hand in my pocket. Yeah, man. Hey man, Sean, when y'all showing up, your homeboy's late. Your homeboy's late. Hey man, Sean, when you coming up, Sean? Okay. Y'all going to be here at nine 30. All right. 10.30, come by. 11 to 30. Yo, Sean, we in here. Yo, what up? Put it in here, Sean. Damn. The honeys came in thick, Sean. Hey, have you talked to any of them, Sean? Nah, none? Maybe one? Okay, Sean. You know what? Let me get about three drinks in me, Sean. Maybe a while, one o'clock in the morning, man. I'm going to go talk to all of that. Oh, Sean, you see her? Damn, man, I'm going to go talk to her, Sean. But let me finish up my drink. Yo, this my jam right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to go talk to her, man. I got to have her. Hey, man, when she come out of the bathroom, Sean, after she fill up that toilet, I'm going to come talk to her. What's up, baby? You know what she was doing in there? Taking selfies. They doing TikTok videos. They laughing at y'all. They sniggling. <laughs> They sniggling at y'all. Look at these pathetic ass losers in here. You see the dude holding his drink with his hand in his pocket, leaning against the wall with his head cocked to the side. You see him in there? Watch his ass come talk to me when I come outside. Watch him, watch him. And they come out there, they be like, break. They snort a couple lines of cocaine and they run out. As soon as they do, they run out and your bass jump to action because you got three drinks in you full of that liquid courage. Here we go. Oh, what's up, baby? Hey, man, I was waiting for you to come out. Yo, what's your name, baby? I'm the man of all game is all games, man. I got so much game. I need a referee hanging out with me 100% of the time. So, baby, what is it going to be? I'm the man of the hour, the man that got the power. You know what I mean? I got a nine to five job and all of that stuff outside. I got a Camaro. You want to ride in my Camaro? I know you do, baby. You ain't had a life like that. You ain't never rode a Camaro in a Camaro. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby. So what is all that wagon you dragging right there, baby? I know you got some fries to go with that shake. Uh-huh. I see what you're doing. Uh-huh. Let me to let me get into the touch barrier real quick. You know what I'm saying? The music's so loud, so I'm going to whisper in your ear like this. Yeah, baby, you need to know me. I'm having a conversation with me. She like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, nigga, uh-uh-uh. Hey, um, would you buy all my girls some drinks? <laughs> yeah, buy all my girls some drinks to extend this conversation. Oh, baby, I don't buy all your girls some drinks. I knew you was going to come back with that objection, but I was ready for that because I read Game 101 by a married man of 30 years. I'm about to put it into you right now. I'm about to bend your ear. You ain't never heard no game like this. You ain't never heard no Mac like this. Baby, let me put it down. The next song, come on. Oh, that's my song. And she started humping on the other girl's leg. You was like, damn, I was about to run some game on her, Sean. I'll see her when the next time. And then you go back to your homeboys and you'd be like, man, what happened out there, man? Did you put it down to her? Did you run that game? I was about to run that game, man. But the DJ put on back that ass up, man. And she ran out there. She, she heard that dun, 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 dun. Who was rolling? I don't even, I'm, I'm not talking about anybody specific. Girl, you working with that? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to wait till that song come on. Then he put on the next jam. Then he put on the next jam and her weave start sweating. And then you come out. You be like, baby, man, did you have fun me grinding on that? Yeah, I was going to come out there and grind with you, man. But my two-step a little bit whack. So, but anyway, man, my mouthpiece is on fire, though. I got that game, man. You know what I mean? Like a 12-gauge uh, Uzi shotgun. Man, you ain't going to understand all this pimping, man. Hey, man. Settle down right now, man. Hey, why are you scrolling your Instagram right now? Why are you taking a selfie, man? 
Why you posting me? Did you post me on your story? Yo, did you call me a Dusty in your story? Yo, man, what kind of stuff is this, man? Hey, you know what? I didn't like you anyway, man. And you was a low-grade woman to me anyway. I don't even know why I spent time on you, and I shouldn't even spend the dime on you. <laughs> did you call me a lurker or creepy-ass dude in your Instagram story? I can't believe you snapped it like that, man. You had no right to put me on your Instagram story talking about I was a loser, dusty, scrub, or whatnot. <laughs> did you say who this old man bothering you oh man i can't believe you put me out there in your facebook and you was looking like this like this you was talking like this and then you saw her click the picture and you like this is what you look like on her instagram story with sweat coming from your brow running game <laughs> Anyway, man, where are we at here? It looks like the Asian persuasion are winning right now. The Asian persuasion. Hey, they, that phone is a weapon, guys. You guys need to be just chilling out in the back. They're going to screenshot your ass. They're going to put your ass out on blast. Look at this old ninja try to run game on me. <laughs> Asian women are winning right now. Uh, Latina's coming up in a close second. Shout out to the Ling Ling generation of the world out here. Shout out to you, man. Hey, man, I'm going to see y'all when I'm in my 60s and whatnot. I believe this woman is actually Latina. But uh, she looks kind of Asian here on this one. <laughs> Where are we at? Let's end the poll here. We got almost 600 people voting. Uh, we still have some people voting. Last couple chats here, and then we'll end the vote. Uh, AD Austin says those... OnlyFans girls are not winning. I've seen a few of them get STDs. The bumps down there aren't razor bumps. He says one girl talked about her getting an STI on her Reddit. Wow. Wow. Um, and people don't know about the escalation of um, OnlyFans, right? There's been some several movies done about this. I've studied this for a long time. Um, I remember back in the early days of probably around, what was it like 2000? They used to have what they call implied nudity websites in which they would encourage girls to do but they would call implied nudity right and so you know they would cover up just enough and they would have websites and they would get very young girls who did not want to be fully nude to come onto the site well as it turns out you know what's gonna happen the guys are gonna get on the site they're gonna pay for the implied nudity and then they're gonna say well i'm not seeing enough i need a little bit more if you're not doing more than this because this isn't getting me off anymore. I need a little bit more. This is what happens to OnlyFans girls. They're going to go on there and they're going to do just enough. I'll just do bikini pictures and I'll show you shopping hauls and I'll do implied nudity and I'll get you all riled up. And then they think the guys are going to stay, right? And what happens is they start losing subscribers and then they say, I got to push and do a little bit more. I got to push and do a little bit more. I got to do more. And then they have to get more naked. Then they have to start using tools. Then they have to do what? Orgies. Then they have to have sex on the camera. That's what happened to um, Belle Delphine. Belle Delphine could only do that goofy gimmick just enough. Then she had to start doing getting piped down on the video. Then she started having to get piped down by other men. At first, she was like, I'll just do my boyfriend. Nobody wanted to see that no more. I want to see you do a fan. And then now, then she started doing fans. Mm. Right? 
if you don't escalate, you're going to lose out. It's kind of like women when they date. Well, I'm not going to give you any until you get to the third date. Then they find themselves never getting to date number three. Never getting to date number three. Somebody said, what tools? You know what tools? Tools that vibrate. Then they got to start. It's, it's what happens. And then some women say, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, there goes your OnlyFans career. You can suck that up, right? Slurp on the end of your so subscription base. Uh, Billy the Kid says, Coach, change the poll to non-Americanized um, women in my boat are non-Americanized Latinas. So um, maybe we have to keep that part in mind when we do the show, the non-Americanized version of women. But I think, again, non-Americanized version of women are suffering from bad economies and lack of opportunities that our American slave women, I mean, our American women have. You know, they have the illusion of freedom, but they are debt slaves or they're tax slaves. And they thought they were winning, but they actually lost. So they don't have that over there, nor would they, I think that they would attempt to do something like that. SAU says, coach, my ex-baby mama kidnapped my kids without telling me and went to another state. I sued, called the police, gave information about that. And you know what happened? Nothing. System doesn't, uh, system didn't believe me, nor do they care. Guys, you can go in child support court and say, this woman is not giving me access to the kids according to the parental agreement. Child support court is going to look at your ass just like this. Child support court says, we're not here for that. We're here to get to collect our debt, our state debt, in which we are going to prosecute you because we're not getting the matching funds from the federal government. The federal government's not giving us our funds because you're not paying your bill. We could care less about your parenting agreement in custody. That's another court. You need to go to that court over there and you need to tell them that. You're going to go over there, you're going to petition your baby mama in that court and they'll say, I'll see you in four months. <laughs> They're going to say, I'll see you in four months. So that's going to be another four months that you have to negotiate with your baby mom terrorist. You might get a temporary order. She don't have to follow it. If she doesn't follow it, the judge is not going to come to her door and knock on it. You could call the police and the police are going to be like, well, you know, we got crime to fight. Or we got crimes to commit. Either one. And by the time you see the judge, the judge is going to say, I see your point, sir. However, your kids are now accustomed to living full-time with your mom, with the baby mom. We're not going to change the orders. So, you know, just, just pay your bill, go to work, have some extra time, go make new babies to put on, get put on child support. Do something else. Like, you know what I mean? Do you really need to see your kids, sir? I mean, do you really need to see your kids that much? I mean, all you're going to do is put them in daycare. I mean, can't you just keep them with the mom? Then they'll talk your ass into it. Well, judge, I guess I could do that. <laughs> they'll talk you into pain. They'll talk you into doing, well, just have a heart. And it's illegal. What they're telling you to do would be illegal. Well, won't you just pay her an extra little bit of child support to tamp her down? It's actually illegal to, for her to provide counsel, for the judge to provide counsel to your baby mom. 
and she'll provide counsel and then actually defend that damn baby mama in court. Mm. Illegal. You'll agree to it and you'll get screwed. Okay, the legal cannot provide counsel or even hints to how the mother can actually win against you. But they'll do it. You know, since your baby daddy's here, I mean, do you want to actually have this particular thing levied against him? That would be counsel. You can't tell that. The, the baby mom would have to bring that up and say, judge, since, the, the, since he's here, can we do this? But the judge will counsel your baby mom up in court. Like the like she's representing the baby mom. Meanwhile, you still ain't seen your kids. <laughs> All right. Anyway, God dang. I gotta I gotta cut my hair. I gotta visit the junior college. I gotta run some errands. I gotta get my dog fed and make sure she get poop. Then I gotta be back for the show. Back to the junior college. Kick it with my son. We went out to the uh, NBA summer league last night. But we're not going tonight. Shout out to Jacob says, but coach, she's an eight. I got to have her. If it flies, floats, or fornicates, always lease. Somebody says, what hair? How come white folks always say that? I mean, I, I rock the baldy. And I got a little bit of, you know. You know what I mean? I got to get that. I got to get that. Or else I got to wear a hat. Eights are almost, you know, the problem with eights, and this is where the show goes crazy. I'll tell you the problem with eights. Lawrence Mack says both women and men live for female validation. Shaking my head. Both women and live for, uh, women live for female validation. And, but that's part of the game. And he also says, can you do a blue chip video on smart vehicle choices? Smart. Oh, smart vehicle. I was like, what's a smart vehicle? Pause. Mm. Smart vehicle choices. Yeah, but it would actually have to include where you are economically. Um, I ask you, if you read my book, I tell you what to do about buying vehicles. All right. If anybody's read my book, I gave you advices on buying vehicles. All right. And I did it up until the point where I was able to get the Porsche. All right. What did I say? He says, SAU says they came back, coach. Just because I pulled the plug and stopped giving her money, I had to take the losses for about three months. Uh, but you are you damn financial abuser. But uh, no, what I tell men is pull the money. Pull the money. That's where your leverage is. Pull the money on their ass. Force them to pay money to go to court. Force them to get filing fees. Don't reward bad behavior. If you're paying for excess suspenses, pull it. If they start using your kids against you, pull the money. And then if that don't work, wash your hands. But you can't play the emotional game with them. It's not going to work. You're not going to play. Like if you kept custody away from a mother, the way they keep custody against you, you're going to get arrested. You can't do it, guys. You can't play that game. So don't try to play that game on them. They'll call the police on you. They'll show up crying in tears. They'll say you kidnapped the baby. They'll place an Amber Alert on the national network. All of you guys will get a damn iPhone notification on a custody hearing. Not a kidnapping, a custody battle. All them Amber Alerts, mostly baby mom terrorists, mad that they that the baby father didn't return the kid on time. He's 20 minutes late. Amber Alert. Mm. 
They got the whole damn detail. He got a white Nissan Altima, California plate. Here's the seven-digit number. <laughs> You're like, how they got so much details on the kidnapping? Because it's a baby mama terrorist, more, li- more than likely mad that the dad is trying to keep the kid away. And they get away with it all the time. They call 911 for this BS, and it's not an emergency. They get away with this BS all the time, and you cannot win this way. And they know where the location of the vehicle, he's driving down Interstate 5, headed this way, potentially on this neighborhood with this car, this plate. How many kids get kidnapped where they know the plate, the location, possible where he's going to be? He's going that way. And I saw him do the entire crime. I watched him commit it, and I had enough presence of mind to get the plate, the color, the description, the accurate description, the make and the model. Mm. <laughs> All right, come on, man. You guys know what it is. When you're actually awake and aware, you know what it, you know what the game is. All right, where are we at here? Shout out to Mr. C. Igbuka. He says, Coach, I live in Tampa. I was at a boxing gym, and a member of the community was instigating a fight. I had the blinky on me, and I guess he he was strapped too. Oh, man, how do you recommend young men avoid this kind of traps? I almost clapped him. All right, obviously, if you took some gun, fire, not gun, firearm training, they will tell you never whip out the blinky unless you're going to use it. Um, number one. Number two, get out of the community. <laughs> right? Don't hang out in places like that. Right. Where there's too many people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's quite a too many of us around here. So I got to, you know, I know that's something I know that's bug dancing, but that will save a life. All right. That will save a life. Um, If I need to go to the gym and carry the blinky, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> I'm in the wrong neighborhood. If I got to carry the blink now, boys, you know, I'm in Nevada now, so I can stay strapped the hell up now. You know what I mean? I got my little license and all that. But if I got to go into a standoff and some dude, some ignorant dude is out there forcing me to uh, to fall into, you know, his misery, I got to find another place to be at. Somebody said, that's West Tampa. That's West Tampa Bay. Do they still call it Tampa Bay? I've been to Tampa. Trailer Park be great. Uh, shout out to uh, Christian says proof was leaking. I'm sorry. Proof was leaking in the iCloud dump. I. I haven't been able to keep up with all the um, the Hunter Biden stuff. It's an absolute catastrophe. And I'm going to tell you, if that was Donald Trump Jr., Trump will be marched up out the office in handcuffs. And everybody knows that. But everybody's, again, again, this is an example. They put on the blinders when it comes to this thing. And I just understand this about human nature. It's why I can't trust you people. Because if it was this person, you would have treated him this way. Now it's Biden, and Hunter's out here on crack. He got straggle-daggle straddling him. Apparently, he had um, STI. I mean, the, it, it's it's actually, it, and people got censored for, people got censored for even bringing this up somewhere around October, September. Around October or September, people was getting heavily censored. And now here it is. It's kind of coming out. People are like, well, we don't really know. Apparently, I can't even go into it. And I refuse to discuss it because, as I tell you, I live in the future. I'm trying to tell you what's happening, and people don't want to hear it. 
But then when it happens, either people put on the blinders or they act shocked. New people. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people having hindsight is 2020. When it's clearly when you're awake and aware, you can see it. I can see it. I'm in the year 2030. I know what's going down and I see it. And I told you, I got called all kind of Uncle Tom's. I was censored. I was shuffled. I lost my Instagram page over that stuff. I did. And it's getting beyond sad. But anyway, with that being said, later on today's show, Sisters, come in with your wave cap on. Come in, sisters, come in with your bonnets. White women, come in with your white liberal spirit. You know what I mean? White men, be prepared to lose your queen today. (laughs) They're going to crown the race of women who treat their men the best. And we're going to go through with a description, not a stereotype. We're going to go in a description of how they potentially might treat their men the best. This should be a fantastic show. And sisters, I'm going to have some very positive things to say about. Oh, oh, I'm back. Sisters, did y'all hear that? I'm going to have some positive things to say about you. I have positive things to say about sisters. And I'm going to say them later on today. So uh, anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Let me make sure the cash app is all cleansed out. And your sins have been washed away and been redeemed. All right. Yeah, man. All right. Shout out to the coach gang and we're out of here. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh I'd say by our late 20s, early early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you. 